and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always becomes supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. done. Obama! So this is my question. Yeah. When... Thank you. When um, Christian religionists and um, evangelicals say to me, but you don't understand, we have a mission for you. You need to be saved. You must accept Jesus Christ or you cannot be saved. What shall I answer them? Well, I mean, the second bit of the question is very easy to answer. I mean, uh, tell me to fuck off. Welcome to the Godless Revolution. I'm Dan. Hi, Dan. And I'm Ryan. <laughs> Hi, Matt. <laughs> and yesterday was Ryan's birthday. Yeah. Yep. Happy, happy birthday, Ryan. <laughs> happy, happy birthday to you. Yeah, I had another one. <laughs> How old are you now? 32. Really? Yeah. God damn. I know I'm the youngest one in the room. You still can't even beat Jesus for another year. I know. Well, two years. Well, well, yeah, to beat him. I could beat him with a whip. He kind of liked that. He was all about being beaten with a whip. Very fetish. He's like, yes, whip me. Whip me. Let me take all of that. Oh, yes, harder. He he knew it was coming. Like, he couldn't wait for that day, probably like, oh, my God, I get to get whipped. There's there's still more sins I need to be cleansed of. I'm taking on everybody's sins. Come on. Really lace it into me, buddy. Uh, tonight, we do not have a guest. We have a, we're going to do a little bit of a plate clearing episode. Mm-hmm. Just talk about some things that we've had in the back of our minds for a little while or responding to different comments and posts and stuff and junk that we've received on our page over the last little while. Yeah. Uh, because we have been fairly busy with guests and doing shit and debates. Like that. Debates, guests, yeah. Yeah, those get busy. When's the next debate? I haven't looked at the calendar. Uh, I don't see any on here. Maybe I only had put them on my calendar. Hmm. We can look at that later. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I know that there seems to be one coming up sometimes in the near futures. I don't know. I'm almost thinking they're almost done with the normal debates. Well, and they had backed out of the – the Republicans had backed yeah. out of the debate yeah. here in Utah because I think Donald is – tired of doing debates yeah. but also i think he's getting a little nervous well i don't blame him for the comments he made it's like haven't we done enough which of these which oh, well yeah. the one we're like we've done enough of these debates already yeah. why do i need to do another one which i kind of agree with i'm like yeah you guys i'm like when you have two in one week it's like holy fuck and you t- they yeah. never talk about new issues it's always the same shit mm-hmm. 
So, well, I don't know. I mean, we were treated to the size of Donald's penis, and true. And I mean, we get those little Marco and I don't yoga. I don't really feel that bad about it. I mean, you're running for the highest office in this country, and in, and one of the highest offices in the world. You're gonna have to do some shit to well, yeah. get there. I mean, I mean, but you also, I think you got to realize that them running for office, they have a pretty big plate full mm-hmm. in front of them and then when they i've already agreed on x number of debates that were already forecasted it's like yeah we agree to that now i'm going to take care of everything else and i'll come back for these debates then they keep adding stuff to it. it's kind of like well motherfuckers yeah and how much yeah. worse is it going to be when they get to the white house i mean i think it's pretty telling that he's already back backing out of responsibilities or ob- or somewhat well, sort of obligations before the job even gets hard gets started well, with that one though it was the rnc said hey let's have another debate that's the people are like oh okay let's have another one? Well, yeah, yeah, but they could have just said no from the get-go yeah. instead of saying okay and then later going, no, I'm really just not feeling it. That's that's what I wonder if Trump did ever, if he said yes originally, because he made it sound, but you know how he makes things sound. Like yeah. He never knew, just like he didn't know the KKK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, I'm bald? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I have held his hair. <laughs> it's beautiful, amazing. It's great. It's the best head of hair ever. It wins everywhere it goes. I have all the best hairs. (laughs) But Trump did make an appearance to Salt Lake City. Yes, he did. Which was meant by protesters and Mm -hmm. some shenanigans. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Though I hear the shenanigans were overstated Okay, as Mm -hmm. far as the protesters. I I had honestly considered going to just videotape and stuff. Then I'm like, I don't want to get stuck down there. All yeah. those hooligans. Well, that then I had to wake up early the next morning, so I'm like, it's, I know it's going to be a really late night, and I got to be up at. Brian's got to go home and go sleepy time. Hey, <laughs> I got to go make movie magic with people, <laughs> not porn. <laughs> those are the most magical. <laughs> well, those kind of make themselves like, all right, there's a camera there, camera there, hold one in your hand, get some cock shots, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> get some cock shots. I'm going to pull that as a clip later. I'll tell you that. <laughs> camera there, camera there, get some cock shots, good to go. That'll be beautiful. Uh, yeah, but Trump came down here. There was a protest. Uh, there were reports of protesters throwing rocks and everybody that I've heard or everybody that I've seen comments from that was there said, no, there weren't any rocks thrown. And the police are even saying there weren't any rocks. Yeah. Apparently it was Trump and his supporters who were saying there were rocks thrown. I was disappointed in some of the protesters there, though. I saw... Mm. Uh, well, after you had messaged me, Ryan, on Facebook and said, saying, that you "Hey, were check watching it out! It. They're yeah. on CNN." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started watching CNN and saw one of the protesters get right in front of the camera yeah. and give it, flip it off with both hands and yell "fuck Trump," and then some other guy pushed his way into camera view with a sign that said "fuck Trump." Yeah, and I was just like, "Come on, we should be better than that." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not it's not hard to be better than Donald Trump. Yeah. And you're ruining it. You're ruining it for us. <laughs> now, you're ruining it for everyone. What I thought, think would have been badass, if you could have gotten like 4,000 people down there in the street as Trump's motorcade rolled up, and all of them standing there just in complete silence staring at him. Like, mm. who's that? No, like, children of the corn, like, just staring at him. Like, <laughs> Utah would be the best place for that. Like, all yeah. the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Just pasties. have him come rolling in and be completely freaked out. He's like, I don't know what to do. They're not cheering for me. They're not booing me. They're just all staring right at me. All right. You know what? This is freaking me the fuck out. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Let's just leave. That That would be funny. That would be. Bernie came out here twice. Yes. He had a rally at the This This is is the the Place place Park. 
Which I think they said they had was it fourteen thousand? I've I've heard crowd estimates between fourteen and seventeen thousand people there. Damn, crammed the, the place. And over the people capacity. were there for like eight to ten hours, yeah. and yeah, just had a, a good time. And then everybody there was very nice and yeah. friendly and kind. Uh, it, it just blows my mind because Hillary can barely get you know fill up to, fill to the half court line in a middle school gym. And she's killing mm-hmm. him in the. And Hillary was the only presidential candidate that did not come to Utah. Yeah, she's, she doesn't give a fuck. Well, she about sent her Utah. daughter here. She sent yeah. her daughter here to. Yeah, I'll send talk. Chelsea. It'll be fine. But I, I'm fairly certain that uh, Bernie had more people than Trump, Cruz, and Kasich combined. Yeah, 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 for sure. Just in his one event. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then he came back to West High School on, was that Monday? Yeah, that was Monday. Yeah. Which I And saw... apparently they were turning people away because it only holds 5,000 people. Yeah. So the fire marshal was like, nope, sorry. And I saw comments like, Bernie's, you know, his rally on Monday wasn't as good, didn't have as good of a turnout. And I'm like, he was indoors and it was maxed out. <laughs> That's like when yeah. you say a football stadium, like, oh, they didn't have as good of a turnout. It's like, no, but they filled the place to capacity. They wouldn't <laughs> pack in more than 17,000 people in yeah. this place. Hmm. I, I hate when they when they do that. Yeah, and he had uh, he he won oh. Utah and Idaho last night during the caucus. Mm-hmm. I know I stood in line for two and a half hours in fucking cold ass weather, man. Yeah, and it'd been so yeah. nice a, the couple days leading up to it, dude. Sunday it was like in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice, and then yesterday fucking rain and fucking sleet yeah, rain and, and snow and awful fucking cold, some cock fuckery. <laughs> yeah, poor Tracy didn't realize that the line was going to be that long oh, and yeah. just wore like a pullover sweater thing. Oh. I bet a lot of people didn't realize that. I know when I went into our caucus area, the guy that ran it came out and said, I did this four years ago and four years ago we had 68 people show up. Oh, yeah. Well, so seeing this many goes, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, like be patient. We were not expecting this, like the amount of people that are coming and still coming in. Oh, yeah. Well, I told you guys they ran out of ballots. Yeah. They had to go print more ballots. Um, you know, the line, the line stretching to get into the school was a, was a mile long. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we had to park more than a mile away from the caucus location because all of the parking was filled. I mean, cars just lined up up and down each side of the street oh, yeah. on every side street for as far as you could see. Uh, the, of course, the parking lot at the place was completely full, but everybody was still really cool about it, too. Yeah. And there were a ton. I, I was really excited to see a ton, a ton of young kids out there and a lot of really old people. Yeah. I uh, stood in line with uh, a woman who was in her 70s and just had a double mastectomy. She said it's the third time she's had cancer. Wow. Mm. And, I mean, she's this little little old lady standing in line for two and a half hours in the freezing cold yeah. after getting out of the hospital, I think she said two weeks prior, hmm. and was there to vote for Bernie. Yeah. I was actually I was in line with a lady from South America who was excited to be able to vote in the U.S. now that she's a citizen of the country and stuff. And mm-hmm. Goddamn illegals. <sighs> but she's a citizen. She took the test and she's legal now. Well, she's she legal. won't be able to if Donald gets his oh, way. Oh, fuck. But she was saying that uh, uh, she lived down there in Ecuador. In Ecuador... They are forced to vote. Like, you don't have a choice in voting. How, how, how do they do that? Like, go house to house and say, well, you're, we have ways of making you vote. So she said basically it's like a three or four day long thing. Everything shuts down because you got to go to your home city to vote. So you got to go back to your hometown to vote. So people are traveling and like, no, you have to travel. And if you don't vote, 
Like the government can enforce restrictions against you. Like what? We're going to make your hovel even worse than it is now? No, like if you want to travel around the country, you can't. You can't leave the country. No visas. You're not allowed to... You, they basically shut you down. No like, credit cards? Nope. No visas. No MasterCards. No <laughs> No discovery card. Certainly not American Express. No. She said it's a it's a big deal. They're like, you have to vote. And like, everybody votes. Hmm. I don't know that forcing people to vote is the answer, but... No, but you... Making it easier for people to vote would certainly be yes. a welcome fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. And as we've seen, these voter restrictions do nothing but to disenfranchise poor and... Uh, Minority groups. Minority groups. Yeah, minority groups, young people, older people, people who can't stand in line for two and yeah. a half fucking hours and I, I can't remember weather with snow on their faces. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what the number was of people, of the money they spent in Florida for vo- for investigating voter fraud and trying oh, to make yeah. rules for it. And they caught like four people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was it. And that was four people over like a 20-year period. That yeah. wasn't like, oh, it's four people. That wasn't election. one year, right. This is like over the last like eight elections, we found four people that had committed fraud. Yeah. That's yeah, it. I think it's bullshit that I can that I can do all of my banking, credit card transactions, purchases. Uh, basically, everything else in my life can be done online, but I can't vote. Yeah. That's stupid. We live in the 21st goddamn century. Why can't I vote online? That was something that the Republican Party tried here in Utah for the first time this year I heard with the, limited success. Yeah. I, I hear there were some problems with their server. But I think part of that is just by sheer voter turnout this year. I yeah, mean, even capacity, the, even the yeah. state's website crashed just because of the number of people trying to find their caucus location. Well, yeah. that, that's what was weird about the caucus location I went to because it was supposed to be the Democratic one there. Then like it was like Weeper High School someplace else was supposed to have the Republican one. But the Republican mm. one was also held at the same high school that I was at. So they were just getting confusion. The guy would have to come out like every 15 minutes and go, if you are here for the Republican Party, you have to walk over to this side of the high school to vote. And you see people like start Ain't no party like a Republican Party. <laughs> and you could tell who they were. Always in the wrong lines. <laughs> Nobody in the Democratic line was wearing red. <laughs> Nobody was wearing red. That's I, interesting. I was noticing that. I'm noticing. But I noticed a lot of people that came in for Republicans. I'm like, they're all wearing like red. Mike, that's interesting. But I, then I realized, I, I guess being because I was wearing this really this sweatshirt when I was in there yesterday. I'm like, I didn't even know I'm coming to vote democratically, and I'm wearing blue. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that that hadn't occurred to me. Hmm. Never would have been a thought in my mind. Um, it's like team colors. They're supporting their team colors. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Through, I think of a weird things every once in a while, and that passed through my mind when I'm there. Yeah, yeah every once in a while you do that, true. It's every about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to to kick us off, I wanted to read a little comment that we received on our page from listener Andy Faulkner. Yay. And she commented yesterday and just said, quote, Can I just say... I fucking love listening to you guys. <laughs> I love the voice you're doing for her. <laughs> I work with a bunch of crazy LDS people, and listening to you guys... Through my earbuds, because only sports podcasts are allowed to be listened to as a group. Keep me sane. Thanks. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, yeah. Andy. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. And I like getting feedback like that. I like getting all kinds of feedback, but mm-hmm. I of just, course, you know, nice feedback is... Like the fact that we help people get through their nice. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that from people a lot. You know, like, I work all day in the warehouse and I can just... You know, like throw on some podcasts out. and listen to you guys and chuckle while I'm throwing boxes or doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Tis awesome. I like, I like getting feedback like that. Uh, I've got some uh, iTunes reviews 
that I was going to read also later. Oh, um, we got iTunes. I, I, my, I just use iTunes on my phone. and It doesn't show the reviews on the phone. I think you. I think there's a way to look at them on is your phone, there? but it's not very easy. That stupid just, iTunes app is. I fucking hate iTunes. I've always hated iTunes. That's my most despised piece of software on the face of the fucking planet. Yeah, it gives me problems too. I used to go on rants. Well, I used to go on long rants about iTunes, like years and years ago. Yeah. Because I fucking hate it. <laughs> I still can't get that stupid fucking YouTube fucking album off my thing. In fact, I think <laughs> iTunes. Really? You still have the YouTube album on there? Well, it, it automatically like it downloaded it to my fucking phone when it came in. I'm like, I don't, uh-huh. don't. I don't, I'm like, I only got us like a 16 gig phone, and you guys keep putting shit on it, and I can't <laughs> use my own space on the phone. <laughs> Fuck you. Here's a present that's gonna fuck up everything else for you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I, iTunes is probably the main reason that I don't own Apple products because I just fucking hate that piece of shit so much. I like my iPod, my, my iPad. I mean, I've had a generation one iPad for eight years. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and I know Apple products are good. A lot of people like them for what it, I won't say for whatever reason because they it suits their lifestyle. It, it, it is easy for them to use. There's, it just works, right? That's their motto and everything, and that's great. <laughs> Except I, when it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't always just work. Yeah. Which is why I ditched my Mac. Oh, really? Yeah. For video editing stuff, it's, it got to be horrible at it. Oh, really? That's That was their, like, now, that photos, was their thing, right? If I wanted a laptop to go travel and do photography with, I would buy a MacBook. Oh, yeah? But for, vo- photo, for video editing on it and using, like, After Effects, unless I go buy the $4,000 one, it's shit. Well, you just need to spend more money, Ryan. Well, that's not even the lab. That's a, that's their their tower, their desktop one that does really good at that. Oh yeah. But the laptop, I'm like, you don't have a dedicated graphics card. It's not enough RAM, and it's like you don't work very well. Yeah. I, I just, think I think Apple merging with the Drug Enforcement Agency is a pretty good idea, though. <laughs> I idea idea. I'll show uh, myself uh, out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag dad jokes. <laughs> That was a good dad joke. I like that one. All right. I like it very much. Um, what else have we got here? I've... That's all I know about Apple. That's why. <laughs> so I know we're going to spend some time tonight uh, addressing a topic from a previous show mm-hmm. that we had a listener uh, post a post a comment on our Facebook page. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who don't know, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash godlessrevolution. You can send us an email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. I can't do it. I have a sore throat today. <laughs> Sorry. Why is that? What? Why is what? <laughs> Never mind. He was making movie I was, magic. I was, I was making sexual innuendo that was going nowhere. Oh. Oh. I, I got right. it. Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> right now I wish I had lotion on my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling a little rough. <laughs> I don't think I wasn't going there with it. I mean, I don't know what lotion has to do with it. But... Man lotion. Oh, that kind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it? Is that a dad joke or some baby that... batter? Baby batter. Yeah. <laughs> Before I said baby batter, I'm like, I'm like, why do you have lotion on your neck? I mean, like, you, your dick's not that big. Is it to reach your neck when you're jerking off or something? I'm like, what? What's going? On? <laughs> this, this, this just went way off the rails. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you over there, and I could see the gears turn, and like. I don't know how to put this together. I'm trying to I'm think of why lotion what is, is on your neck. About? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not in all with all the lingos and stuff. So. <laughs> Baby batter sounds so much better to me. <laughs> uh, you can also Twitter our twatter. 
at TGR Podcast. Call or text us at 33081-REBEL. That's 33087-3235. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and everywhere else where podcasts live. Uh, be sure to go out and give us a rating. I'll be reading some of those later. Um, and they're fun to read. Yes. They're fun to read. I, li- I like to read them and see what people think about the show. Um, speaking of what people think about the show, for episode 90, what was it, 96? It's 96 or 95. Is that the one in question? I think it's, I think it was 95. You're not going to read that whole thing, are you? No. Oh, okay. No. <clears throat> uh, no, I, I wanted to let you do your, do your thing on that. Um, All right. Yeah. That's fine. Let me get over to our little page here. I included enough of it, I think, that it's going to be understandable. Yeah. Well, and I started going through it, and like I, I told you guys, I started making some comments and stuff. Um, are, but we do, are we doing that now? Should we do that now? You got, you want I, I don't to know. Do is, that where, is that where you're heading? That's where I'm heading. Okay, sure. Okay. He's, he's, the road's leading that way. <laughs> no. There wasn't really a segue there or anything. I'm just... I mean, there kind of was, but... A little bit. This was episode... I don't even see it on our Well, that's because on our timeline, we only see what we post. You to oh, there it is, Ni- 95. Episode 95, A Troll in Our Midst. Oh, yeah. Mm. Which reminds me that the same troll keeps making comments, and I can't figure him the fuck out. Like, he, one one minute he'll post a comment that is kind of funny and in support of the show or what we've posted out there, and the next it's like, Bible mentions dinosaurs. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck his deal is, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just a, a total troll, but I don't think so. I think he's just a very misguided religious person. That but, finds us entertaining. Maybe. I don't even know if he's listened to the show. He just found the website. I think, yeah, I think somebody else that he knows had commented or liked one of the posts. Oh, uh, yeah. And he got a little notif- notification that so-and-so liked like a post this. on the Godless Revolution. And he, and so the troll went out and he's like, I wonder what that is. <laughs> they talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> And I like dinosaurs. <laughs> I like turtles. So he came out and just started making different comments everywhere. So before we jump on that, uh-huh. just he said dinosaurs. I thought uh-huh. it was fucking funny. Did what? you see the thing where the guy f- said that he found the fossils from Noah's Ark flood in his front yard? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. How, how many times uh, are we going to discover the Noah's Ark shit? It was funny. It was on a news thing. The guy's like, look, it's these seashells are obviously from the, I sent it to a, 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 a dinosaur, a bone or whatever, fossil expert. And he said they are. And they're like, they're like yeah, the guy's not really an expert. He's a pseudo Expert, and he only he, the guy sent him photographs. No, of, he's, he's totally legit. He hunts Bigfoot yeah. in his spare time. The guy's like, I can't believe this. There's evidence in my front yard of the biggest disaster to ever happen in the world. God's flood, and it's in my front yard. This is so cool. It's like, dude, you know somebody somebody mentioned something about uh, Noah and the flood and everything the other day that I had ever really thought about, or if I had, I I've forgotten that effort that I thought about it at one time, and that's just that. You know, they talk about taking all of the animals on the boat, but what about plants to support the animals? You know, you get mm. you get stories from Christians who say, you know, you'll point out, well, okay, well, some of those animals needed to eat other animals, right? Well, no, they all of them were just eating plants at the time. Yeah, we I've I've heard Christians make that ridiculous argument, and then somebody mentioned the other day that I hadn't really thought about was okay. Well, it doesn't talk about bringing on two of every plant in the world. Right. And if the entire world is flooded, 
all of those plants would have died. Well, and here's the interesting thing, too. I mean, you you keep moving theists back, well, Christians in this case, into these ridiculous positions of, you know, well, what did you feed the lions on the ark? Oh, well, God just made them all eat plants. Well, then why did he build, why did he do, go through the whole thing in the first place? If he could just do yeah. that, yeah. then why why are we messing with... <laughs> <laughs> if he could just make them do that, why did he have to go through yeah. all this other rigmarole? Yeah, and then exactly. why did he go through that and have to make them only eat plants at right. the time? Right, it's just fucking stupid. It's Yeah, it's a ridiculous yeah. argument. I don't know how anybody can believe like, in this kind of bullshit. If God really wanted to, he could have zapped down life preservers on every single animal and only killed the humans. Sure. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, the answer to feeding the lions is the carcasses of sinners, but... Well, and of course, <laughs> did nobody else ever make a boat before then? Or have right. a boat that they were on that particular yeah. day? Right. Nobody was nobody was on boats at all no. when, that, when they saw the rains coming. Well, they got the letter in their mail saying, please stay out of your boat today. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, but you, Noah. Noah, you can go into your boat. <laughs> Noah, you're the only one allowed on a boat today. Have yeah. fun. I think I brought that up before. I'm like, oh, there's other people had boats. Yeah, it there was the boats. It wasn't a new invention or concept. Boats existed for a long, long time. Oh, sure, yeah. We have, we have people stranded on islands who build fucking rafts out of logs and whatever else mm-hmm. they can yeah. fucking find. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty, just pretty dumb. damn good ones. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. It's a dumb I don't understand how people think it is literally true. Well, that's 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 the kind of thinking you get when you start with the answer and work your way back. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm sure that's got to be what it is because they mm-hmm. can uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, we stole your thunder, Matt. No, no. I don't like talking about that because it's it's just it's, it's so funny. silly. Yeah. <laughs> the next rant will start right after this. And uh, not scorning the the three delightful children who result, who are everything to me, and who are my only chance of a, even a glimpse of a, a second life, let alone an immortal one. And I'll tell you something: if I was told to sacrifice them to prove my devotion to God, if I was told to do what all monotheists are told to do, and admire the man who said, yes, I'll gut my kid to show my love of God, I'd say, no, fuck you. Yeah, so um, I was I was scolded a little bit for... My I think po- we all were. Yeah, we, we all were, yeah. I, 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 I made my response um, about me because I didn't want... Because I'm yeah. the one answering this for me, first of all, and also... Um, I tend to be the one that has the particular attributes that he's pointing out in this more than you guys, I'd say. So I just wrote it as if it was directed at me. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I read through his blog post mm-hmm. earlier today, and I hadn't read the whole thing before today. I'd skimmed over it, um, but I read the whole thing today, and and I thought, it starts out kind of nice, but then he turns really dickish. Yeah. Like, and and... You know, when I had just kind of glanced over it before, I was trying to be very charitable. And I was trying to be very charitable in my reading of it today, but it's like, no, dude, like every every paragraph is dripping with with sniping sarcasm and yeah. just a shitty attitude and yeah. absolutely no char- no charitable view of anything that we said at all. Yeah. So Yeah. Um but this was about this was about our um or at least I'll 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 just continue to say my own personal, but you can take it however you want. Dan. Okay. Uh, for my position on the recent Salt Lake City police shooting of a teen criminal by Nolan Bell on his blog. Um, this was a non-lethal incident, which is of some import to this particular case, um, and it will allow me a good opportunity to clarify things with Mister that Mister Bell thought necessary to write about. 
Uh, I don't make I don't mean to make an enemy of him, but since the article he wrote was in an accusatory tone laced with name calling rather than that of inquiry and that he included a nice picture of douchebag Rob Lowe as a stand in for me or for us on the blog. I'll gladly accept that mild contention is the relationship type he'd wish to have. And it so happens that it suits me quite well. (laughs) (laughs) My particular style is of the condescending sarcasm with a twist of irony type. But don't ask me to define it because it's complex and he wouldn't understand it even if I explained it. (laughs) Setting aside immediately after this paragraph, all the grammatical, spacing, punctuation, and spelling errors peppering this article and... That bothered me while reading through this too. Like, (laughs) come on, man. And that the first four paragraphs start with the word so. (laughs) Ha, they do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I'm aware that it isn't always technically incorrect, though it's more of a conversational placeholder than a formally written one and is usually a replacement for um... It reeks of forced authority and pretentiously attempting to brush the statement with a pseudo-logical composition. In the end, however, I did realize that I was looking at a blog and not a word search puzzle and got to work on my response, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like instead to focus on Mr. Bell's actual positions and the positions he assumes that I hold. Without jumping the gun, oops, wordplay, I suspected (laughs) from the outset our disagreement may be that of the is-ought distinction And at one point, he gets dangerously close to the actual fallacy. If his is just so happens to align with his ought, and insofar as I was able to suss out any clarity, he seems to make the case that it's little, that he seems to make a case that that is a little too might makes right for me, and will have discovered the core of our differences. Yeah. Unlike verbal irony, hypocrisy is not a figure of speech and goes as follows. Criticizing me for not having all the facts, uh... Criticizing me without having all the facts for criticizing someone without having all the facts. Uh, But I'll go ahead and bite the bullet here uh, because I can understand calling people out when there are disagreements. And I think societies operate better when this is happening. And by doing this, Mr. Bell has the added bonus of piggybacking on our listenership to finally get over the hump and add that 26th Facebook friend. So it's a real (laughs) (laughs) win-win. Low blows. Yeah. There's a point in the article where Mr. Bell says, I'm being a fucking idiot. And I'm fine with that because the wording implies that it's about this issue and not a general statement about me in all things. Yeah, you're being one, not that you mm-hmm. are one, right? And also because much of the misunderstanding falls on my shoulders. I take seriously the responsibility that effectively communicating is a major part of our show and failing to do so is on me. So point for the blog puzzle. I concede that my statements were emotionally charged. And I don't need to go into all the reasons for that, but suffice it to say that police shootings have become far too commonplace, and my objections, as you'll hear later, are about the ought in this discussion. Way, way, way too commonplace. Mm-hmm. I'll also admit to not being perfectly rational, as, as all humans are. Mr. Bell initially pointed out that he thought, at least until the issue in question, that we, quote, seem to be critical thinkers. I've never been accused of such a thing. <laughs> and then claimed that I was pretty, rational, I was pretty irrational on the subject. It's possible I was. It's possible I was in part. Or that he thinks it's irrational because he doesn't agree with my position. But I suspect it's many or all of these things and that he doesn't fully understand my position. Again, my fault. Uh, That could be argued, I think. Yeah, could be. I also use at times various levels of hyperbole. (laughs) What? (laughs) You you never, ever, ever use hyperbole. Well, not for like a million years. (laughs) uh, Which immediately tends to give listeners a knee-jerk reaction that what I'm saying is ill-considered or altogether false. This isn't necessarily the case, but if my goal is having my point heard, it should be avoided. In case Mr. Bell may be entertaining the idea that much of this can be dismissed as fallacious ad hominem, don't bother. 
I'm not saying his argument's invalid simply because he's a magniloquent sycophant. That's purely an insult. By the way, a thesaurus can be a handy tool if you plan to do any writing, by the way. Yes. Pro tip, bro. Um, but I do appreciate his reaching out to give me a chance to clarify and take an overdue step back on the topic. In fact, I feel it necessary to apologize at this point to the co-host of this show, Mr. Bell, and all the other listeners I've infected by failing to check those flaws at the door. At the end of this article, he claims that I'm using bias. Yes, I certainly am. Uh, biases aren't always argument neutralizers. Uh, and my bias is that I want to see a world that gets as close to po possible to the least amount of suffering and harm as possible. This obviously colors how I view things and leads nicely into the heart of our problem, the is-ought. Mr. Bell spends a significant portion of the piece on current laws, the state of the conditions leading to forceful actions, graphs, and plenty of statements about the legality and authority of police officers uh, to, to choose lethal or non-lethal actions. He did not, however, include that only 4% of use of force cases ever lead to indictment. That may, may seem superficially to be a point for him, but unless you think the courts are operating at a, at a level of near perfection, you're left to conclude that there are some problems there. Mm -hmm. He also says that my, that my use of the word murder for what could eventually be ruled a legal use of lethal force is incorrect. Well, this is definitional. I can't disagree with that. In fact, I agree with all of that. This is the is. He's simply stating the way things are. Well, and that, that seems like a very tiny nit to pick on this. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so if you're not keeping score at home, at this point, uh, Mr. Bell's word labyrinth has a commanding lead at halftime. Uh, but now I'll run my <laughs> offense. <laughs> I agree that this is what is. My objection is that it doesn't fit my view for minimizing harm. The ought. Mr. Bell didn't appear... To be, to be, Mr. Bell didn't appear to clearly, if at all, address his ought in this article unless he thinks the system should be the way it is. I'm not arguing that they aren't doing what they obviously are doing. I'm arguing that they ought to, to seek for less harmful options as, as often as is humanly possible. After all, this is the legal standard that citizens are held to, rather strictly at that. And well, it's even and it's even more severe if it's citizen to officer infraction. The right to life ought to be taken seriously and certainly includes the officers as well. Well, and, and in part of his diatribe, he does specifically say that basically justifiable homicide is exactly what we pay our police officers to do for us. Mm -hmm. That That's a bit of a fucking stretch. Right. Yeah, I would, see, I would say so. Um, but obvious problems do arise with the hypothetical versus practice in my model, and Mr. Bell raised a few of those concerns how to decide when lethal force is necessary, how to know the level of threat being faced, and so forth. In this particular case, the force ended up being non-lethal, but easily could have been because they decided to use bullets rather than a taser or pepper spray. The person whom they shot was holding a stick. The report is that he was beating a homeless man with it. I realize that the object may not have been clear to the on-scene officers and at very least was a potential threat. The officers had not identified themselves at this point, according to reports, further muddying the waters. Well, and everything that I've seen doesn't clearly identify that the person who was being beaten was homeless even. Mm -hmm. It just says a man. Yeah. I think I think I because think, of the area, we all assumed that it was probably homeless. I think the initial reports, like the first initial reports said a homeless man. I thought. Yeah, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything that said that he was okay. homeless. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't matter for the point either. Yeah. Really. yeah. Um, and then, then the officers on scene made the decision to discharge the weapons, presumably aiming for center of mass rather than immediate lethality, as he was shot in the stomach and torso for not dropping the stick. At this point, Mr. Bell sets up a false dichotomy and claims that since I didn't agree with the actions of the officer, that I was quote siding with an asshole committing a violent crime instead of the victim close quote. 
It took the form of a rhetorical question in the Fox News style of accusation. Uh, of course, I don't side with the violent criminal. As I said, my view is minimizing harm. So, yes, stop the beating, but let's do it without creating yet another victim. Mr. Bell seems to have been flirting with the he deserved it defense, though he didn't actually say that. I'm not accusing him of doing so, but that's an objection I expect in some form for at least from at least a few listeners. So I'll touch on that quickly. I'm not saying that all or even most officers are bad. My desire is to point out how systemic lack of oversight and repercussions can lead to even a small minority increasing overall harm. The inappropriate conduct of Catholic priests and children is an adequate analog, but only in the sense that leadership and policy have failed. I know, I know, and I'm not saying that cops are pedophiles. What I am saying is that both organizations have the aforementioned issues and improper accountability. Here's the point. When someone says priests are raping kids... I don't hear the apologetics. I don't get the, well, not all priests are bad. The kids and their parents should have known what would happen when they went to church. If he'd only obeyed the priest, none of this would have happened. Or you're just being a hyperbolic, irrational douchebag, and so on. When, com when causing harm is ignored, a few bad apples are allowed to thrive. Okay. He continued, it's, quote, silly to even have an opinion about a situation until all investigations or potential legal proceedings have concluded. He cites the objectively reasonable criteria that, investi that investigations pivot upon. Well, I won't. This, <laughs> this was one of my biggest problems with mm -hmm. his, with his write-up is that he's accusing us of not having all of the facts mm -hmm. and talking about it while he's talking about us talking about not having all the facts when he doesn't have all of the facts. Right. And if we waited till that time came along, you, we would never get there because we would never hear about the time when the cops get let off from it. Well, and he, he even mentions, well, you know, it could be a long time, maybe yeah. even years or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was seemed silly to me that he's chastising us for talking about it without having all of the facts as if that's something we could even measure, which I'm fairly, while he's doing, yeah. while he's chastising us without having all the facts, which I'm fairly yeah. certain we clarify when we said the story, like we do the not hypocrisy. have all the facts. Yeah. 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 Um, and about the objectively reasonable criteria, um, I'm not going to spend time on potential issues with an oxymoronic statement as the basis for critical decisions, nor will I get into the obvious conflicts of interest involved in the way that investigations are conducted. But I wholeheartedly disagree that I need to withhold my view until the courts tell me what my opinion should be. Perhaps he meant that after it's over, all the information will be there to decide. But as with much of this post, it's not entirely clear which point he's trying to make. Since the ought is my motivation, I can object to officers not defaulting to non-lethal options. The statements of mine in question, however, combined many of my bad habits and was built upon previous statements I've made and the conclusion was unclear. I was rightfully called out, even if we've been talking cross-purposes. So, this particular case is not at all clear-cut. Mr. Bell rightfully took issue with both words and tone that I had about it, though we were actually speaking about slightly different angles of the topic. Um, and I think I've made some progress because he called me out on it, and I do appreciate that. Um, he closed his censoriously toned rebuke by offering some advice about educating myself on the is topics before speaking, so I'll return the free tip's favor. <laughs> if you plan on starting a word war and aren't going to use spell check or even have a local elementary school student proofread it for you, at least give it a quick read-through before posting it. There's a lot more we could go over here. Feel free to message me, and I'll be happy to continue the conversation. I'm sure we can reach a basic agreement. I'm actually quite pleasant online. I hope this is a start to clearing things up. I think that was very well done. Yeah. I liked well, it very thank much. You. I liked it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, some of the things that he that he wrote in his little thing were very troubling to me. Like I said, I think the, the thing that bothered me the most was when he mentioned that you know, basically, we we 
we hire and pay officers to commit justifiable homicide. That, that to me stuck out as the most awful thing that he wrote in there and something for which I don't think he has any defense at all. I, I can't imagine that that is actually what he meant. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that that's not what he meant. Yeah. It's really hard to tell with this. Yeah. Because I know I'm not paid to start fires. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do start fires uh-huh. to help control other fires. Yeah. But I'm not paid to go and literally start everything on fire. And I'm like, hey, work. Yeah, well, and and he keeps he keeps portraying the person who was being hit. Well, well, who was who was in potential of being hit with a broomstick as being a poor, defenseless, homeless guy when we don't know anything that led up to this. All we know is. What the officers have said, they're, they're two conflicting versions of, of the story mm-hmm. and eyewitness accounts that only deal with the things when the police arrived on the scene and shot the kid. You know, we don't know what led up to, we don't know if this guy attacked this kid. Yeah. If he'd been bothering him for a really long time, if he was beating the crap out of the kid before the kid got a broomstick. Right. You know, right. we don't know any of that. Right. But this guy felt free to chastise us for, saying that the police probably shouldn't have shot a 17-year-old kid who was holding a broomstick. Right. Yeah, and I stand by that. I do too. Yeah. I and, think and, I think it was ridiculous. And and the the thing is that I I was trying to clear up about that was pulling the whole thing back so that none of that other information is even relevant to my point because my point is minimizing harm at all costs. Yeah. So if there's harm being done in the streets, yes, let's stop that. But not by adding a significant amount of more and unnecessary harm to somebody else to do so. Yeah. You know, if if you absolutely have to shoot somebody as a police officer, fine. I get that. But the fact is they're not only doing it when they absolutely have to. And we, we've we seen that in case after case. So. Well, I, I thought I had read that in 2015 here in Utah, uh, more people were shot by police officers than were shot during domestic violence or uh, gang violence. Yep. That's true. That's a sad uh, stat that is absolutely true. Yeah. So I'm I'm done with that now. So I I spent all week on going through his stuff, trying to figure out what he meant and, you know, what I might have been saying that he was referring to and then coming up with my response. So I'm 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 done with that yeah. issue. It was actually not even a that big of a story in that show. And and, and I had another little thought this afternoon. Well, yeah, I think too. we only talked about it for maybe five, ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, we, we were just cover, covering it. It just happened like two days prior. Yeah. And it kind of came up organically because it happened yeah, right where the gala was kind happening. Of in passing because yeah. we were talking about the gala, yeah. But uh, I had a kind of a thought today. The reason why we don't hear about police officers using non-lethal force anymore, like tasers, is because it doesn't make the news. Probably, maybe, yeah, that may but, be true. I mean, there was a, there was a time frame when it was making the news all the time about a cop tased this person, uh-huh. a cop tased this person. It was in the news all the time. Right. Yeah, don't tase me, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was it was a huge thing. You know what? Four or five years ago. Yeah. Now we only hear about the cops that are involved in shootings in the news. I'm like, so there could be a lot of officers that do tend to still go to non-lethal forces when it's required. Yeah. yeah but we just don't point. hear about yeah. it anymore. They don't. I mean, that's because that's, it's gotten so much worse. Because it's gotten worse. Yeah. Now someone being tased is no longer a newsworthy story. Right. And that that may be a fair point. It's it's still it's still tertiary to my overall point, which is that we're seeing too much lethal. Too they're yeah. they're defaulting to lethal. Too and often. I agree. Lethal force should be a last resort. Yeah, bare, bare minimum. Yeah, so I wanted to highlight a couple of the different 
conflicting stories that I've that I've seen online uh, from coming from the police department. Uh, this comes from the Standard Examiner. It says that a male who authorities says was wielding a broomstick was shot and critically injured by Salt Lake City police officer Saturday night, touching off several hours of unrest downtown as officers donned riot gear and blocked streets and bystanders through rocks and bottles. That's worded very strangely. There's a word missing. They do that all the time on here. Um, the male shot by two Salt Lake City police officers was in critical condition at a local hospital Sunday morning after being struck twice in the torso, according to Detective Ken Hansen with the Unified Police Department, which is investigating the shooting. Hansen- right. So, so the Unified Police Department is investigating the shooting. So, so Mr. Bell wants us to wait until the police get done investigating themselves and then we'll have all the information, right? All, all As reported per- by the police. Uh-huh. About the police. Yeah, sure. Ken Hansen... Uh, did not have details about the male's identity or age, but a bystander told the Salt Lake Tribune and Deseret News that the male was a teenager. Since then, we know, we've learned that he was a 17 year old male. Uh, Hansen said the shooting occurred when two Salt, and this is, this is key. This is what, this is part of the different stories that they've provided. Uh, Hansen said the shooting occurred when two Salt Lake City police officers were called around 8 p.m. to break up a fight near a downtown homeless shelter that sits next to a shopping mall and movie theater. When the officers arrived, they found the male in the street, hitting another person with the broomstick, Hansen said. Officers tried to break up the fight, but the male with the broomstick tried to attack an officer, he said. One or both of the police officers then shot the male, hitting him in the upper and lower torso. He did not have details about the the identity of the person involved in the fight, what prompted the dispute, or whether anyone else was injured. Hmm. There's still a lot to go through, Hansen said. Police are not releasing the identity of the officers, he said. Uh, bystander Salam Mohammed told the Salt Lake Tribune and Deseret News that his teenage friend was shot by police. Mohammed told the newspapers that his friend was holding the broomstick at his side when officers arrived and that police shot him as he turned around. Hansen did not have details Sunday about how many shots were fired or how far away the male with the broomstick was from police when they pulled their guns. He did not know the size of the broomstick or whether it was sharpened. He also did not know whether the male had a gun, knife, or any other weapon on him at the time. After the shooting... Bystanders began yelling obscenities and throwing rocks and bottles at police who called in about 100 officers to help. And this is a, this is an area of town where it's, it's right outside a homeless shelter and there are tons of people in and out of the shelter mm-hmm. and just all around the shelter all the time. Especially at night. So there's a ton of people who saw exactly what happened yeah. and were pissed off by what happened. Mm-hmm. That's why a riot started. I mean, if, if this had been a clear case of the police were justified, you know, committed justifiable homicide, I doubt very much there would have been a riot. Well, after all we know, Tyler Durden came through town and started a fight club there and they were just partaking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who, who knows what their perception of it was and, and why they started rioting. But I, I, I'm fairly convinced that if the non-lethal options were exercised as often as possible and police shootings were very rare, if we saw one, people wouldn't be up in arms about it. The fact the fact that yeah. people get so upset about it, whether it's justified or not, is because we see so many that aren't. So it should be more like my hometown where if there is a police shooting, people are like, holy shit, there was a police shooting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I wanted to play this video from a uh, local Fox station, Fox 13. Uh, it gives a little recap uh, a couple days afterward. 
Salt Lake City police respond today to criticism over shooting a teenager several times last night near Rio Grande Station. Witnesses say 17-year-old Abdullahi Muhammad was holding a broomstick and fighting another man when police intervened. Muhammad was shot several times. Some question if police really needed to pull the trigger. Fox 13's Jeff McAdam talked to witnesses and police today. South Rio Grande Street isn't just for cars. Hundreds of Salt Lake's homeless live down here, too. We're like family out here, and then whatever happened last night was injustice. A memorial of purple flowers and a red ribbon replaced a much more gruesome event that took place here Saturday night. Ashley Gomez says she was sleeping on the sidewalk nearby. Yeah, not even 10 feet when they did it. Gomez and other witnesses say that Muhammad was holding a broomstick and fighting with another man when police showed up. I saw the cops tell him drop it. She says police then fired three shots at Muhammad, who would later slip into a coma Sunday morning. But Salt Lake City police paint a slightly different picture, saying officers witnessed two males with metal objects attacking a male victim and ordered them to drop the weapons. One of the males complied and dropped the weapon. The other continued to advance. And and that's where their story differs, right? Yeah. In the other story, the officers had said that they were that that he turned around to attack them. Yes. So Well, and not only that, but in the first report they were saying they don't know what it was, they don't know if it was sharpened, they don't know they don't know any of the details about it. And this one they're saying, Yep, they were metal. How did you know that? Yeah, that's what the that's what the officers are saying. Right. Yeah. yeah now they're well, saying it's metal. I well, mean, I mean, after the fact, they could go over there and find. Oh, it is a metal pole. But yeah, let's be on the point. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They they could have done that. But it seems there may be no need to speculate. Signs reading "Police cameras in use" can be seen virtually everywhere. And today, police confirmed both officers were wearing body cameras, but also issued this statement. While there is body camera footage, there is currently an active and open investigation into this matter, and release of the body camera recordings could reasonably be expected to interfere with that investigation. Yeah, see, this it is... seems those answers may be held back from the public. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff we see all the time. Well, but you know, that's... and this is. I know you're going to say that's protocol and everything. No, no, but... no, no. But that's that's true in many other situations, though. Too, if it's evidence towards a crime, you can't. If you want to have a jury trial for it, and you've already released that evidence out in the public, it's Un- not unless the cops aren't involved. If if it's citizen to citizen crime, they plaster that guy's face everywhere. Well, the they guy's can. face. But if there was a if there was a any, video any of, of it, the video, if they have a if they have a video of a robbery and they're looking for it, they plaster that shit all over the place. That's true. It's only when it's police officers that they withhold then even the names of the officers aren't going to be released. I mean, it just it just reeks of shady to me. Yeah. That's true. Where's the oversight? This is what I'm talking about. Which might be happening like here for the time being. But in the meantime, Mohammed's sister isn't holding back. What do they think he was going to do with the freaking broomstick? Like stab people? Come on. And then three shots too? That's ridiculous. In Salt Lake City, Jeff McAdam, Fox 13 News, Utah. After the shooting, crowds turned violent last night, and there are protests planned for tomorrow. With all that, the local president of the NAACP issued a plea for calm. You know, we are asking, reaching out to our young folks to ask them to don't let there be any unrest, to let uh, the investigation uh, go forward. Around 700 people have posted they will go to that rally tomorrow. The Facebook group United Against Police Brutality is planning the event starting at 6 at the Federal Building on State Street. 
Salt Lake City Mayor Jackie Biskupski also responded, saying in part, the use of force by law enforcement against the public can tear at the delicate balance of trust between both sides and must be taken extremely seriously. These incidents create a number of unanswered questions in the short term, and justice requires we work together in good faith to find answers. Yeah, well. Which is a good response. Which, and also, with this is the shooting that did spur uh, the possibility of having a civilian jury also look at the evidence. Because it was after this shooting where the uh, district attorney brought up saying, hey, we'll start talking about it. We'll see if we can push this through to actually have. So you have the, the police review. Gill? Yeah. Okay. So you have the police review, which is what they've always done, have another district come in and review it and do the case. But now they're looking at trying to add a civilian board where people will come in on a civilian board, something probably, I'm guessing, similar to jury duty where you get called up and say, hey, come, you're going to be shown all the evidence and you get to help decide if this is justifiable or unjustifiable, if there should be charges pressed or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and and the text of the story says that according to a press release from the Salt Lake City Police Department, Officers confronted the two suspects and ordered them to drop the weapons. One of the males complied and dropped the weapon. The other continued to advance on the victim and was shot by officers. Hmm. Not that he turned to attack the officers, but that he was advancing on the victim. victim. And that's when they decided to shoot him. Which Mm -hmm. is 180 degrees, literally, from where they said last time. Yeah. 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 Uh, A witness to the shooting uh, told Fox 13 that they believe police did not appear to give the teen a chance to surrender which they said sparked outrage among crowds in the in the vicinity. There's a homeless shelter nearby contributing to the high number of people on the streets. Quote, the police said, drop it once. Then they shot him four times, Salam Muhammad said. Quote, we were trying to break it up before the police even came, but the police ran in on foot and pulled their guns out already. They already had them. Like, as soon as he was running, he was already grabbing for his gun, not even trying to tase him or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and there's, not, there's discrepancies in yeah. the eyewitness accounts, too, which I don't. I mean, which should be expected. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, but it's I would, would count. But I would say, being that the seventeen-year-old uh, was shot in the chest and stomach, he had to have been facing the officers at the time. Well, and they, they well, were, and and that that would that would play into eyewitness accounts, right? That, that he turned they, around. That they said, "Hey, drop the weapon," and he turned around, but they didn't even really give him a chance. He yeah. turned around and they shot, they shot him. him. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't know. There, there but, were. The, but that also the police... goes against their second narrative, where he went to continue attacking the guy. Then he would have had to have been shot in the back. Yeah. Well, unless they came front. Yeah. But then there would be no turning. But then involved. there would be no turning around at all. Yeah. yeah. In any of the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but both officers wearing body cameras, and there are cameras posted all over in that area. Yeah. Because there's quite a bit of crime there because it's the homeless shelter. Yeah. But again. All those cameras that are posted publicly and all and those body cams are all police property. So yeah. good luck. Yeah. And it'll probably be a good year. Uh, if any of it comes out at all. Yeah, it'll be a while. I think after the case is over with, you people are allowed to file a public uh uh domain thing. Yeah, but you have to them. be proactive and go get it done. I mean Oh, there's there's groups there's tons of groups out there that already are. Yeah, well, are proactive Fox, with that they're releasing information. Fox in this story said that they have they have put through a request, a formal request yeah. for Information on yeah. obtaining the videos. So, I mean, there, no, there's there's plenty of organizations online that that's all they do is look into this and try to get released good. dash cam video and body cam footage and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so that's that's been my week, and it, I don't want to I don't want to spend any more time on this this guy and his blog. Yeah, um, 
Well, we had the comment. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had the we'll, comment we'll from the this. Purple Dragon. Yeah. yeah, we'll do this. We'll do this. <laughs> so Grant Larimer, who has been on the show a couple times, and is on the board for Atheists of Utah with myself and Felicia Entwistle and Sarah Kramer, uh, posted a comment on our on the show that that reads halfway through. Great show so far, but I'd like to expand on something regarding the kid who was shot. While the full story is still being put together, one of the early reports I heard indicated that the older guy attacked the teenager first and the kid was defending himself. Now, this may end up being incorrect, and maybe all parties are equally complicit in the fight, but it raises an interesting point. When an officer arrives on the scene of an incident, all that officer sees is what's going on from that point forward. If I'm walking down the street and someone attacks me, I'm going to fight back, and perhaps I'd get the upper hand. Probably as likely as any of you becoming Catholic, but hey, it could happen. (laughs) (laughs) But Grant's a big guy. He might, he's got a chance. He's a large fella. And if an officer comes up behind me at that point, all he sees is me beating on someone without any context that I was initially attacked without provocation and I'm just defending myself. Mm -hmm. Now, there were reports that the officer yelled at him to drop the stick, weapon, whatever. Again, I I think about what I would do if I were in the midst of defending myself from an unprovoked attack and some voice behind me yells, drop the weapon, or even police drop the weapon, which, and, and I'm stopping reading Grant's comment here, but uh, nothing I've seen said that they identified themselves no. as officers at all. Mm-mm. They just ran up and told him to drop it. He turned around and they shot him. Uh, going back to Grant's comment, he says, my initial reaction would, would be to turn around and verify who's shouting that, who's shouting that order at me. Right. For all I know, it's a buddy of the guy who attacked me and I'd be giving up my advantage. Sure. But by the accounts I've read, it was the action of turning around that resulted in the kid being shot. Again, much more information to come out, including the body cam footage. But these shoot-first, ask-questions-later officers need to realize that there's a history they they weren't privy to in the incidents they are responding to, and that someone who appears to be the aggressor at a certain point in time isn't necessarily the initiator or the guilty one, and the apparent victim isn't necessarily innocent. Mm-hmm. Not every situation requires deadly force. Mm-hmm. People do have the right to defend themselves. Whatever happened to the warning shot in the air? Which I don't think was ever I don't ever think that was thing. ever really a thing. I don't think. Th- yeah. But that, end, that ends Grant's comment. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some interesting points, though. Which, I mean, that, that brings up a story that I remember uh, where a guy was being carjacked. Carjacker got the upper hand, got in the car, bystander sees a guy being carjacked, shoots a guy that was the car owner because he thought he was the carjacker and doing a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Killed that, that killed was, the guy who was being carjacked. That was a while ago. Thinking that was a carjacker. But some of those stories, I mean, I don't think that was the only story that's ever happened where someone's came upon something and thought, I'm going to help them out, so I'm going to pull my weapon mm-hmm. and help them, and it's, oops, you were the victim I just shot. My bad. Hmm. Sorry, buddy. Totally my fault. Right. Totally, totally my fault. Didn't mean to shoot you in the head. <laughs> Sorry you're dead now, but mm-hmm. sheesh. Uh, but we'll have a I'll, good we'll have a good funeral for you. I think you. we can just walk away with the walk away from this as being a, a real learning <laughs> yeah. learning time for us. This is and, this is uh, a moment of But but know that I'm would, truly embarrassed yeah. by all of this. I would say we can get a beer <laughs> later, but by the looks on your face, you're not gonna be having any of those anytime soon. Yeah. Well, maybe a bloody Mary. The look on the look on what I think may have once been your, your face. face. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to try to get to iTunes over here Some and skull vodka. Oh. I realized that I that I hate iTunes enough that I have not installed it on the oh. on the oh, nice. on the uh, on the studio machine here. I see view in iTunes. Well, I'll have to get to them 
Later, perhaps. Okay. Uh, did you have other newsies, Matt? Um, I have a couple of things. Mostly what I have are just a collection of, like, you want to talk quips, questions that I've collected over the months that haven't made it into the show. What about what about comic book movies? Did you see Did you see my post earlier on the page? I commented on it. Oh, did you? I didn't. I've been busy doing. But other I think things I com- whatever that weird place is where it doesn't show up. Oh yeah, I saw it. Oh, you saw it. Oh, I okay. saw your I saw your comment to the comment. Yeah, the weird place where things doesn't show up. I don't know. Sometimes when I it's just sometimes when I do it's weird. So if you don't look at our Facebook page, which you should go check a look at it. We Dan does an awesome job on putting up stuff all the time on there. Run it's out there and funny. give it a like. Mm-hmm. Like sees it. It's almost a 66, so I can't remember who the person, or 666, so whoever the person was that said they wanted to wait till it got to 666 <laughs> to like it. It's getting close. It's almost there. Yeah, we did receive a message from somebody who said that he wants to like the page, but he's waiting in hopes of being like number Like! Jesus. Like. That's the second week in a row that's happened. He wanted to be like number 666. <laughs> so It's getting close. It, it's coming. It'll be there soon. Yes. I, I hope it gets there very, very soon. Yeah. But yeah, you should run out and give the, uh, give the page a like if, if you are so inclined. You really think that splashing magic water on Stewie will keep him out of hell? What's that kind of talk or you'll get your heathen head smacked? Well, that's very Christian. Believe what I say or I'll hurt you. Now you're getting it. Yeah, so George is trying to pass a religious liberties bill, which I can't remember what they were calling Arifra. it. Yeah, but they have it, they called it something else in there. It's, they gave it their Protecting own. Protecting religious freedom, I, liberty, I don't liberty, even... liberty, freedom, God, <laughs> liberty, freedoms. I, I, I think they USA. kept liberty, Go America. religion, and freedom all out of the name of this one. Like they named it something completely else. You liar. Like safe. How will it ever pass? Well, it, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's all it's gotta do is go it's to the already governor's passed, desk. Hasn't it? It's no, it's already gover- passed the, it, well, it, it's, it's passed, passed the, house. the legislature. Yeah. yeah. The lawyer, I mean, not the lawyer. Yeah. The lawyer just needs to sign it into law. <laughs> uh, the governor just needs to sign it now. Mm. But it's one of those religious liberty bills, which allows religious organizations to be discriminatory now that homosexuals can get married. But to we, openly discriminate against anybody openly, if it, if what that person yes. is, does, or stands for in any way undermines a person's sincerely held religious beliefs. But as we all know, the reason why these have started, in the most part, is because of uh, gay marriage. The same-sex marriage is out, and they don't want to be part of it. So they're like, well, fuck you. Now that's legal. We want to make it so you can't legally do it the way you want to do it. But it has far-reaching aspects on it. Like they could discriminate against us atheists if they want to. Yes, you could be a mixed race couple and be like, "You, uh, mm-hmm. my religious beliefs is I can't serve you guys because you're mixed race couples." Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It has far more reaching things just besides stopping two loving gay couples from entering your establishment. You wear clothing religious. of mixed fabrics, blasphemer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Georgia has a very good tax incentive for film companies and production companies and all that kind of stuff they got their studio out there that's where the walking dead is filmed that's where a lot of movies are being filmed right now and marvel and disney was it yes disney and marvel Uh are now going to boycott the state if they choose to pass the law so all the marvel films are being filmed at their studios which is a big chunk of money that state will be losing yeah, this, this story comes to us from comicbookresources.com. A very reputable source. <laughs> it says... I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it says, Disney and Marvel Studios have threatened to boycott Georgia if the state's governor signs into law a controversial religious liberty bill that critics say will legalize anti-gay discrimination. Quote, Disney and Marvel... Just, just legalize discrimination across the board. Yeah. yeah. 
Disney and Marvel are inclusive companies, a Disney spokesman said today. And although we have had great experiences filming in Georgia, we will plan to take our business elsewhere should any legislation allowing discriminatory, discriminatory practices be signed into state law. Maybe here to Utah. Maybe. Got that new film studio. We've got a lot of, a lot of movies. A lot of movies, more movies in coming Utah. in. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is filming in Pinewood Studios outside Atlanta, while Captain America Civil War was shot there last year, both benefiting from the state's tax incentives for movie and television productions. The Georgia bill called Free Exercise Protection Act. Yeah. See, they, they, they didn't use any of the, the key words in there that make people go, ah, I know what that is. All yep. the gym rats are like, yeah. yes, free exercise. <laughs> Bro, do you even exercise? <laughs> was suddenly passed by the legislature on March 17 following two years of debates. The legislation would allow faith-based organizations to deny services to anyone who violates their, quote, sincerely held religious belief and fire employees who aren't in line with those beliefs. It would also require the government to demonstrate a, quote, compelling governmental interest before it interferes with a person's exercise of religion. Oh, Jesus. The bill was opposed by state business groups who worried Georgia could face the same kind of backlash Indiana did last year over its religious freedom law. Yeah, of course. The MPAA, which represents major film studios, has called the Georgia bill discriminatory, but expressed confidence that Governor Nathan Deal wouldn't sign it into law. Hmm. The governor has until May 3rd to act on the legislation. Hmm. So we'll have to watch that and let you all know what Mr. Deal's deal is. And this was proposed recently, I guess, huh? Well, it's been like it's been in there for two years, so now it's finally getting through. Yeah, yeah, they've been debating it for two years. How long has Deal had to to make this decision? Oh, this is just now. He's just now getting to make a decision now. All right. Yeah, because the legislature only passed it on March seventeenth. So yeah, right. So it's making it. So at the end of this session, when he gets time to sign, because he has till the end of the legislation session to sign or veto bills or just let it go past. So he can choose not to do anything with it, and then it just dies. Because I was going to say, if he's been sitting on this for two years, that means no. he really wants to do it. He's just thinking about how to get around the backlash. No, no. yeah, they've just been trying to get it passed for yeah. two years. And if, I, if I'm correct with that, you have to sign. If a bill comes up that legislature session, makes it through the legislation, comes on his desk, he has to sign it that session. Uh, I, I, would, I imagine that would depend on, your, on the state laws. Okay. Cause I, thought, I, would, cause, I would imagine that each state has different laws surrounding Because I know Herbert has gotten a little bit of backlash for doing it here, where it's a bill like, yes, pass that, pass that. And he just doesn't do anything with it. It's like, well, if I don't sign it and I don't veto it, it just goes no, away. I'm not going to pass it. <laughs> it's, it's always amazing to me how much Republican uh, uh, governments can, how much resor- how many resources and how much time they can waste on bullshit like this. I am not surprised by it anymore. Yeah. I I just it's just it's more like and more it's all they do. Yeah, all they do is fight stuff, fight the progress we're making. That's all they do. They don't propose any of the stuff that, except for making porn a, a health hazard, which, <laughs> yeah. which has absolutely, absolutely no zero repro- I mean, Yeah, no effects. They just waste time and money on yeah. that. Uh, you know, meanwhile we can't even we can't even see five yards ahead of us in the winter because of the fucking inversion so yeah. bad. Like, what are you guys but doing? I did read through a lot of the comments on this, and I was quite surprised because I kind of figured conservative Bible-thumping people would love picture books and be fans of comic books and would be commenting on this. I mean, you got all those chick tracks, certainly that would make yeah. them a fan of, of graphic art, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's what those but are for. <laughs> I would say every single comment in here was saying, good job, Disney, good job, you know, don't let the state get away with this type thing. Hmm. So a lot of very supportive people. Well, the comic book world has always been, I don't know, very open-minded yeah. on a bunch of different stuff. Probably because not dis- right. I mean, Deadpool is 
bisexual. Yeah. Uh, you've got you've got gay well, and lesbian superheroes. I, I I would just go as far as to say is I wasn't a comic book kid, but I know they got picked on quite a bit, and when people get picked on quite a bit, they're kind of more open. Like, hey, listen, dude, I got shit on pretty bad when I was in school. <laughs> so I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. I'm with you. And I just read Matt's reply to, to my post, and I have to agree with you, Matt, that Superman is stupid. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Superman is dumb. He's he's the, he's <laughs> the golden boy goody two-shoes. He's basically yeah. – he's analogous to Christ. Yep. I've never really liked Superman. I've always thought like, yeah, he's, he's a waste of time. You can't, you can't have all of this power and hope that there's going to be any real drama in anything unless it's interpersonal relationship bullshit because dude's basically unstoppable. Right. Well, except for with kryptonite. If you get a special crystal and hold it by him, it gets feeling really bad. (laughs) He gets icky. And if he can't be in the sun for a really long time, he's not going to be as strong. <laughs> yeah. But he, he can take a bullet to the eyeball. Yeah. He is very Jesus-y. That's, that's a, that, like, there's, there's really no, like, he doesn't, he doesn't have any moral or ethical issues usually. Like, he's not, he's not conflicted, you know. He's but just hey, like this perfect dude. I'm pretty sure he's he annoying. fought Hitler. I like, I like my characters flawed. Yeah. I want a Zeus god, not I, a I want to be able god. to identify with him, right? I mean, it's, there, there's something about, being able to delve into a comic book and identify with with a flawed human being, with somebody who has something wrong with them or broken that you can identify with. And, and it's a struggle for them, right? They try to do the right thing, but it's hard. It's not just a, I always do the right thing because I am Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe the flaw with Superman is he's <laughs> truly not allowed to be himself. Like Dudley Do-Right is better than fucking <laughs> Superman. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> See, that's why I've always liked Batman, because Batman's a real dude. I did a do-right will save you. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I always liked Underdog, though. I did watch that one. Yeah, because he was both humble and lovable. And then my grandfather was a huge, or is still a huge Popeye fan. Oh, yeah? Mm. yeah. I liked Popeye back in the day. Mm. I remember I really liked the Popeye movie with Robin Williams. <laughs> you, you, and when I was others. a kid, yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, it's a little weird. That was that was great. That and Peach Dragon were two of yeah. my favorite movies as a kid. Okay, I don't remember Peach Dragon. You're too, you're way too young for Peach Dragon. Uh, yeah, but I watch nothing but old movies most of the time. Yeah, it's an old Disney, isn't it? Disney? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's animated. Yeah, parts uh, of it. The dragon's animated. I, I, I'm a big person that like I like to watch a lot. of I'm 80s a big films. person. <laughs> <laughs> It was my birthday yesterday. <laughs> I, <laughs> I got one more you old. I'm a big person. I'm a big person now. I wipe my own butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, should we take a little break? All right. Time for a commercial. Listen to this in your ear holes. Ear holes. Ear holes. I, I, I know. Ear-hurls. I fucked that word up. It might have been funnier. Ear holes. I like that. Ear, I don't know. I can't. Ear probably couldn't do it again. In okay. Your, in your horror canals. <laughs> we'll be back. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. All right, I'm back, and I'm much more sober. Lois, what you're doing is wrong. I want you to get all this Jew food off the table. I most certainly will not. It's me or your religion, Lois. 
I'm a Catholic, and I want to live in a Catholic house. Well, I'm a Jew, and I want to live in a nicer house. Peter, you've got to stop living in your own stupid world. I'm sorry, but I can't be with someone who doesn't believe in Jesus. Hey, hey, heard my name. Wow, Jesus! Oh, you're dead now, Lois. Jesus is gonna kill you, and then we're gonna bury you in a yard next to Kathy Island. I, 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 I mean, I mean, nice weather we're having. Look, Peter, I thought it might interest you to know that I'm Jewish. What? He's Jewish, Peter. Jewish, like full on, like you practice Jewism? I am a Jew. Prove it. What's a nine percent tip on a two hundred dollar bill? Eighteen dollars, which is fair. Oh my God, it's true. But I'm so confused, Peter. It really doesn't matter. Catholicism and Judaism are not that different. They're two sides of the same coin. In fact, the Last Supper, one of the most iconic images of the Catholic faith, was a Passover Seder. And if I'm not mistaken, Islam is also in that same spiritual family.、Uh, let's not muddy things up here. The most important thing is to treat other people the same way you would want to be treated. Oh, an eye for an eye. Well, Lois, I guess I owe you an apology. I was scared because my dad convinced me I was going to hell, and I was doing it to make up for my mother's mistake. Look, I don't know if being Jewish is the right thing for our family. I just wanted the chance to explore it so I could know for sure. But to tell you the truth, I thought we were fine before. But then, Jesus, which religion should our family be? Six oh one. They're all complete crap. Thank you. Welcome back to the Godless Revolution. <laughs> we had a nice、uh. little break. It's very、yes, foggy in here. Yes, it is. <laughs> gonna, Have we not opened the window you yet? You want to crack the window? That probably be good. Probably, be probably, be 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 good.、Uh, so we've got a couple. We got a couple video audio clips for y'all to、Whoa. listen to that are that are pretty fun.、Um, oh yeah, they're they're delightful. Yeah. They're <laughs> well. <laughs> one of them is delightful because we can just sit back and fucking giggle at him, and the other one makes us angry. Yeah. So we're gonna do a little bit of a sandwich here,、uh, but because it happened very recently,、uh, Matt's got some stuff on the recent attack in Brussels.、Mm. That fucking the religion of peace once again has demonstrated how、oh, peaceful、yeah. its adherents are. That's not true, Islam. Yeah, they're not true. They're not true Muslims, though they say that they're acting in concert with their religious beliefs. Use the same book, get that view out of the Quran, just the same as anybody else does. In fact, it's probably easier to、uh, get their view than it is to be the all peace all the time Muslim. Yeah.、Uh, what do you got? Anywho, oh, are we doing that one first? Sure, let's do that one first. Okay. <clears throat> Brussels, Belgium's chief prosecutor named two brothers、uh, today in. Islamic as Islamic State suicide bombers who killed at least 31 people on the most in the most deadly attacks in Brussels history, but said another key su- suspect was on the run. Tuesday's attacks on the city that is home to the European Union and NATO sent shockwaves across Europe and around the world, while authorities racing to review security at airports and on public transport. It also rekindled debate about lagging European security cooperation and flaws in police surveillance. The federal prosecutor told a news com- told yeah told a news conference that Ibrahim El Bakrawi, 29, one of the two men who blew themselves up at the Brussels airport on Tuesday, had left a will on a computer dumped in a rubbish bin near the militant's hideout. In it, he described himself as quote always on the run, not knowing what to do anymore, being hunted everywhere, not being safe any longer. And that if he hangs around, he risks ending up in prison. 
And so he's going to do something like this that will only make it worse yep. for everybody else that he leaves behind. Yep. His brother, Khalid El Bakrawi, 27, deton- detonated a bomb an hour later on a crowded rush hour metro train near the European Commission headquarters. Both men, born in Belgium, had criminal records for armed robbery, but were not previously linked by investigators to Islamist militants. I just want to stop there for a second and say born in Belgium is very important because uh, it seems to be evidence that the Quran is every bit as much to blame for the, as socioeconomic conditions in the Middle East for terrorism. Yeah, and that immigrants are not necessarily the fucking problem. Right. We yeah. have homegrown terrorists fucking everywhere. Yep. At least 31 people were killed and about 271 wounded in the attacks. Uh, that toll could increase further because some of the bomb victims at Malbec Metro Station were blown to pieces and victims are hard to identify at this point. God. Several survivors were still in critical condition, which means a few of them could also die. Uh-huh. Um, and the Bakrawi brothers were identified by their fingerprints and on security cameras, the prosecutor said. The second suicide bomber at the airport had had yet to be identified, and the third man, whom he did not name, had left the biggest bomb and ran out of the terminal before the explosions. Yeah, I saw that the that the brothers were each wearing gloves on their left hand, like Michael Jackson style. They figured that that may have been the triggering device for their bombs. Uh-huh. And this guy just dropped one and ran. Yeah. So no virgins for him. Oh, uh, coward. Yeah. Uh, Belgian media named that man as Najim Lakrawi, 25, a suspected Islamic State recruiter and bomb maker whose DNA was found on two explosives, explosives belts used in last November's Paris attacks mm-hmm. and at the Brussels safe house used by uh, Abdeslam. What is, how do you say that? Abdeslam? Abdeslam? Abdeslam. Before his arrest last Friday. Some media, re- some media reported that he'd been captured in the Brussels borough of Anderlecht, but they later said the person detained was not Lachraoui. Uh, obviously not. <laughs> Khalid el had rented under a false name in the, uh, the apartment in the city's forest borough, where police hunting Abdeslam killed a gunman in uh, killed a gunman in the raid last week. He is also believed to have rented a safe house in the southern Belgian city of Charleroi used to mount the Paris attacks. Uh, the Syrian-based Islamic group claimed responsibility for Tuesday's attacks, warning of black days for those fighting in fighting it in Syria and Iraq. Belgian warplanes have joined the coalition in the Middle East, but Brussels has long been the center for Islamic militancy. Black days? That's what they say. Can't Im- I, I'm not sure if that's racist or if I should look forward to like <laughs> hip-hop dances and barbecue. Oh, I was thinking a Soundgarden concert was in our... Oh, that's Black Hole Sun. And fell on black days. Oh, true, true. A minute silence was observed across Belgium at noon. Prime Minister Charles Michel canceled a trip to China and reviewed security measures with his inner cabinet before attending a memorial event at European Commission headquarters with King Felipe, Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker, and French, French Prime Minister Manuel Valls. King Felipe is just the coolest king name ever. <laughs> was that Manuel Balls? I'm still muted. Was that Manuel Balls? Manuel Balls. Manuel like, Balls? Like, like Benoit Balls? <laughs> Manuel Valls. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we are determined, quote, we are determined admittedly with a strong feeling of pain in our stomachs, but determined to act, Michel told a joint news conference with Valls. France and Belgium are united in pain more than ever. Valls 
played down cross-border sniping over security, saying we must turn the page on naivete, a form of carefreeness that our societies have known. It is Europe that has been attacked. The response to terrorism must be European. Belgium's Crisis Coordination Center kept the level of security alert at the maximum as the manhunt continued. Some buses and trains were running, but the metro and the airport were closed, along with key roads, key road tunnels to Brussels. The blast fueled political debate across the globe about how to how to combat militants. President Obama said that uh, we can and we will defeat those who threaten the safety and security of people all around the world. Except how? <laughs> how? I mean, yeah. it's nice to say, but well, I'm sure that'll bring comfort to so many people. Yeah. So that's what we're looking at. Huh. The nasty. But there's there's been some more scary stuff coming out about this. Oh yeah, so Charles. Which is the fact that these people are using more sophisticated bomb making techniques. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we talked about that during the break that they're not using nitrogen based bombs anymore. They're using was it peroxide based bombs? Uh, I, the guy didn't. When I was watching the guy on the news, the FBI analyst talking about, it, he didn't elaborate on what it was. But he said it's stuff that could be easily bought for uh uh. Like nail salons and beauty parlors. Beauty parlors it's yeah. stuff that they commonly beauty buy. Supply. Beauty yeah. supplies, stuff that they commonly buy. Peroxide seems about yeah. right. Yeah. They also use a lot of acetone in those places. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, and I'm trying to remember the, the article that I read about it, but I, I, I could swear that it was peroxide-based bombs hmm. and that they're very unstable, that the – through the refining process to create the, the explosives materials, it creates crystals that are – very unstable. It's like walking around with uh, nitro uh, nitroglycerin. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What a bunch of fucking cowards. But, but the the, yeah, the other the thing he's elaborating drops, at vibrations, any of that could set it off pretty easily. Was they believed that one of the guys involved in the attack? They've only ID'd two guys, and they're both brothers. And I guess they're already tracked the one guy back to the, the Paris bombings. But they're thinking that this guy also was a part of a group that was training or was trained by a larger group. That's training people specifically on how to make these more advanced bombs. bombs. So the fear is, shit, there's more of these guys out there that probably are, have been trained and now are going out and training others mm-hmm. and are going to be taking on more of these attacks. And even the one attacker had sent his will or he dropped his will in a garbage can. He said, I had to rush this. We had to act fast. And I think that all came from them finding the other guy in the Paris attack. They're like, our cell is going to be breaking down oh, quick. Oh, right. Our okay. cell got found, so we need to act now mm. to get rid of. So all the rest of the guys in that cell will take on their attacks now versus later when they had probably wanted to. Since that one but guy we got have busted, to do it now to do because it now. they're going to interrogate a, him and find interrogate us. him and possibly find us. So we better do our attack now before they get interrogated. So uh. the other scary thing with that is. The whole cell that took on this Paris attack could now be dead, which the way terrorist cells like to work is since that cell is now gone, there could be another cell being activated who has no information about the last cell and this cell has no information about them. So another attack mm. could come from another group that we know absolutely nothing about. And it start over from, you know. Scratch. Scratch. Yep. Start over from zero. Hmm. No es bueno. Which is the way these groups work and that works very mal. fucking well because they can't get to the head of the group. Hmm. Is muy mal. Um, so let's let's go to Michael Savage. Yeah. Michael Weiner. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, if you're drinking Rockstar, you should stop. Uh, Michael Michael Weiner Savage. <laughs> Michael Savage Weiner. <laughs> uh, and his son, 
uh, um, have controlling stock in Rockstar. They're the ones who started it. I, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't drink oh. Rockstar. I think actually Michael Savage may have sold his stuff over to his son, but his son is still the one who does all or, or who owns most of Rockstar Energy drinks. I don't oh, drink wow. Rockstar. I'll drink I Monster. Red Bull, whatever. Yeah. I don't. I don't do Rockstar because of Michael Weiner Savage. I don't drink Rockstar because when I wake up early in the morning and drive two hours into work, and if I have a Rockstar, I'm like feel bad. You're like, buzzing. You're you're humming. Not buzzing. You're but vibrating. It's like, if I were you a just cr- feel like shit. Yeah. If I were a yeah. crackhead and I didn't have my crack for four hours, you're tweaking. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, this should be the opposite of tweaking. I got caffeine <laughs> in me, but I yeah. feel like something's wrong. Caffeine's a dirty buzz. Um, it really is, man. If I have too much caffeine, I just feel like I, I, I get a headache and you just, you just feel general malaise, like generally yeah. shitty mm-hmm. all over. Uh, anyway, this story comes to us from Right Wing Watch and it's titled that Michael Savage, Hillary Clinton will become a dictator who will put a transgender in your soup. <laughs> what does that mean? I was like, yeah, I was wondering the same thing when I first yeah. saw Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Well, let's see if he explains it. So I had to go out and listen to the audio clip, and now I present it to you, fine people. Maybe if we're lucky, we have a John Galtland where, the, where there's a refuge for the like-minded folks like us that could actually make a living and, and innovate and do their own uh well, uh, it's a great novel, you know, and it was a predecessor to that novel by Aldous Huxley called Brave in the World. You know it? Which is an actually good book. <laughs> Not the Ayn Rand fucking garbage that he's talking about with John Galt. Yeah. I do. Well, who was one of the survivors in Brave in the World who fled to a secret location to build a resistance against this? It was a man named Savage. Do you remember that? <laughs> Which is funny. What an asshole. Because his real name isn't Savage. His real name is fucking Wiener. Yeah. Fucking I do. Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> the Savage, Savage Nation, Wiener. the last refuge for people hungry for the truth. Wiener Nation, well, the last refuge. But you fear we refuge. have an armed rebellion after three years of Hillary. Is that your fear? She'll seize guns. You know that. Because she fears that as well. You know that as well. She is an absolute dictator. She will <laughs> seize guns and make them illegal. in med- How? How is she a dictator? She's She has no fucking power. No, and she's she's on on the scale. She's far less authoritarian than the guys you like. Yeah, yeah, no shit, man. Any any way necessary, she'll either make ammunition uh, outlawed. And you know what happens? I heard uh, from this gentleman from South Africa who has the guns. That guns are outlawed in South Africa. Take a guess who has guns in South Africa now. <gasps> Could it be the criminals? The, the, I bet hunters have them too. The outlaws? <laughs> yes, when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. Because mm-hmm. then they're outlaws. <laughs> now the guns are outlawed in South Africa. The criminals have guns. Do you know, you know I got that? it. I got it. I got it. I won. Well, <laughs> technically, if, if something's illegal and you still have it, like if tomorrow they said all cars are illegal and you still have a car, you're a fucking outlaw. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Fucking A right you are. <laughs> Everything we've been saying, that if you take guns away from the law-abiding citizen, the only people left with guns are the, are, the, are the criminals. Is that not commonsensical? Everybody knows that except the leftists who keep repeating no. the same big lie. No. Commons, commonsensical? Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> Comic-sensical. <laughs> take away guns, there'll be less violence. Take away guns, there'll be less violence. Mm-hmm. A complete yeah. and total lie. The only thing that scares a burglar more than a burglar alarm is an armed resident. A Bullshit. Dog. Dogs. I think that statistically it is dogs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
if if you want to protect your home, the number one defensive thing that you can have for your home is to have a dog. And it doesn't matter what size dog. Yeah. And that's only when they get into your house. You can have a tiny little fucking chihuahua yeah. and that will keep intruders, burglars, whoever mm-hmm. away from your home more than any alarm system that you could have, more than any weapon that you could have in your home, a fucking dog. And I don't I don't doubt for a second that people, you know, people robbing houses would be concerned if the homeowner had a firearm. Of course they would. Sure. But the problem is the the likelihood you'll ever have to use that against a home invader versus your kids getting it and having an accident or shooting you while you're you know, in the backseat of the car. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah just, your toddler sitting in the back of your car while you've apparently just thrown a loaded weapon yeah. in the backseat with oh, them. That mother's getting charges pressed against her now. I can't Excellent. Remember she were, should. But she's getting charges pressed against her. She should. She should uh, be charged with reckless endangerment. But you know what the actual number one thing that keeps a burglar from wanting to burglarize your house? Bears. Not having nice stuff. A simple sign outside your house saying you have an alarm system. Yeah. Oh. The threat of an alarm system. I remember watching one of those shows where the guy's like, you know what? He goes, you can buy these online. They're not going to test it out to find out if you have one or not. If they see a sign saying you have an alarm system, they ain't even going to fucking tempt it. <laughs> I remember I remember back in the early 90s, uh, my buddies, you know, we, I, we were all fairly unfortunate as far as finances were, were to go. And... We had fairly nice cars because we lived at home and had decent jobs, but not great jobs and had just enough money to buy a nice car. Because you had no other expenses. Right. But to improve our cars, we would put more money into our stereo system than anything else. I was there. And and in order to try to protect our stereo systems, because we couldn't afford the, the alarm systems to go with it to help protect them. They sold these little lights, little blinking lights that <laughs> yeah. you could just put in your <laughs> that you that could just put like in your car alarm. that looked like you had an alarm in there. It didn't do a fucking thing except it was a little blinking light yeah. to make people think, "Oh God, there might be an alarm in that car. Huh. I'd better not break into it and try to steal the stereo." I think the stereo in my car in high school was worth more than my car. <laughs> yeah, that easily. Yeah, yeah. A couple of my friends had exactly that car. I think I spent 800 bucks in my car than like $2,000 on stereo for it. <laughs> but you could hear that shit coming oh, yeah. from a mile away. From outside, it sounded like the thing was going to rattle apart, but you could fucking hear it. <laughs> so you fear, as I do, that she's the worst of the pack. Is that what you're saying? I believe, I believe, uh, well, I think Bernie's worse than Hillary, but Hillary, you know, a communist by any other name. He's you know, not a fucking communist. And that's right. The Republicans fear Bernie more than they fear Hillary. Hillary. Yeah. And that's good news because, I mean, and, the, but the thing is, was he throwing Hillary in there with communism or was he just talking about Bernie only? Oh, well, he said communist by any other name. Mm-hmm. I imagine that he's throwing Hillary in there. Yeah. Uh, probably Cause, because they cause, call fucking every Democrat a communist. Yeah. yeah. I don't. That's still weird to me because like Matt mentioned it's you know all of the Republicans are much more authoritarian oh, yeah. than anybody yeah. in the Democrat mm-hmm. in the Democratic race. So. Much more. Yeah. Liberals try to give you Liberals try to give you freedoms, Democrats try I mean Republicans try to take them away. Well, I mean if you look yeah. at if you look at the graph of authoritarian, libertarian, left right, Bernie's pretty near center. Hillary's in the upper right quadrant but kind of centralized in that. And all the rest of the candidates are jammed into the upper right corner yeah. of high author- authoritarian and and uh, super right wing. Yeah, borderline. Yeah, fascism. out there portraying yourself as a quote unquote social, you know, democratic socialist, but she wears the same color. It's red. No, she- right. Well, let me what? make a little statement. <laughs> 
red. She wears the same color. It's red from the Republican Party. No, I think I know what Worldwide he means. Worldwide communism. Better red Communist. than dead. He's yeah. a red commie. Yeah, yeah. Those commie pinko bastards. But it is funny. That's the same color as the Republican Party. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Been on the Savage Nation. Would you could mark down for this day? What is today's date? March what? Mark the date. Well, wait. What fucking date is it? I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't even know. March who are we? March what? Eighth. Okay. Listen to me on the Savage Nation. Today is the 8th of March in the year 2016. I'll make a prediction. If Hillary becomes president, financially nothing will change in the country because she's part of the Wall Street crowd. She is Wall Street. And none of his so candidates fisc- are? Yeah. None of his right-wing candidates are Wall Street? Donald Trump certainly isn't. Uh, no. Fucking uh, Ted Cruz certainly isn't with his no. wife actually working for, for Wall Street fucking for firms. Goldman yeah. Sachs. <laughs> The country will not change very much, incidentally. Socially, a meltdown. It'll look like a bad university. It will be, look like socially a meltdown, a social nightmare. There'll be a transgender in your soup. I'll be right back. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, have no, what? I have no idea. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a transgender, if it's a male, if it's a female, if it's a guy a girl if they're straight or if they're gay i don't want anybody in my soup well how are yeah. they going to get in your soup yeah, that's t- what i don't i don't want them in there though i'll take an order of that uh split peas standing up or sitting down soup yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they possess some magic shrinking ray that all, the, the transgenders will just be hopping from soup bowl yeah. to soup bowl even if they're not in it even if they just sneezed in it i'd be like sorry give me another one sorry Sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'd like a new bowl of soup, please. <laughs> yeah. From if you don't mind, Wisconsin. that'd be great. <laughs> I just I thought that was fucking uh, what the I don't what I still I, have I no idea what the fuck he's talking I about. I don't either. That makes no clam fucking... chowder maybe. Uh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. With fresh ground pecker, black. <laughs> It could, could be. I don't know. Kind of nasty. <laughs> Chicken and dumpling soup? I don't know. Would it be the new, what was that? Uh, <laughs> Shoreland Green is made of people. <laughs> Democratic soup is made of transgender. Clam chowder with fresh ground pecker. That's that's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> Surprise us not on like that crazy like website that Chris told you guys to go look at. The BME Pain Olympics? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be something on there. We need to stop saying that. I still curse your name, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what, you, you had more stuff, Matthew. Oh, I, I do. We're sandwiching. You, you, oh, okay. Sandwich. We're doing, we're doing an audio sandwich. Okay. I have a bunch of my rando thoughts and stuff. Okay. Uh oh. Um, co- kind of a few, I guess. I don't have to do. Cool. Can I use we'll them see. for my happy Sundays? I haven't done a happy Sunday for a while. Where yeah. do I want to start? Well, on Facebook, like f- every Sunday, I would post a little "Happy Sunday." Ah, oh, sure. why would God kill everybody except a mm-hmm. handful of incestuous people? All right, um, I'll Those just start. Buddy I'll just start here. These are these are just like these are just thoughts or questions that I've had that I wrote down. Never fit into the show. I'll just start. Okay, I'll things see if that I can... make things that make Matt go. Hmm. We'll see if we yeah. can answer them for you. All right. Now hold on, evangelicals and fundies. You willingly deny the actual science that describes the trend in overall climate change and rise in temperature, which will result in the melting of polar land ice stores and raise the world's sea levels, potentially swallowing many of Earth's coastal lands and cities. But you favor the mythical global flood account, which almost certainly didn't happen because Jesus. 
Since Pascal's wager is such a popular go-to argument to use with atheists, wouldn't the, quote, strength of it be a good reason to accept climate change? The actual impending flood and the risks of ignoring it surely outweigh the flood of millennia ago that pose no threat to us today. Shouldn't we just assume climate change is a threat in case it is? Because, you know, what if you're wrong? That's an awesome uh, idea. I'm going to start using Pascal's wager on climate deniers. What if you're wrong? <laughs> That's good. Oh, thanks. I like it. Would you like more? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I don't know how much time yeah, you absolutely. want me to fill here. Yeah, absolutely. I got all fucking, what was yeah, that? Yeah, dabba doo Yeah. Flintstones. Well, no, there was the, the genie, that fat genie in the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. I can't remember. Now but you're he would say, your age. Yapple, no. dapple. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I don't know. Oh, it's fucking I annoying. I never watched those cartoons. I watched Scooby-Doo. Yeah. He might have even been on a Scooby-Doo. I had a little scruffy goatee in high school, and I was really tall and skinny with long, dyed blonde hair, so people always said I looked like Shaggy. <laughs> maybe, like, wow. Maybe for other reasons, too. I'm not 100% positive. But... Um, this one I think I've touched on a, at least once or twice at some point. but With consent. If you, if you touch yeah, it three yeah. times. Uh... <laughs> well, I'll play with it here a little bit. Okay. Uh, it's often those with the real literal belief in hell who take the hardest line against atheists. It's not just the disagreements. It's not even the name calling or insults. It's not even that they sometimes say we shouldn't be citizens or that we should be executed. It's the fact that they really, really think an eternity in the worst pos in the worst imaginable scenario awaits us and not them. Yet they still find it nece necessary to make this life as miserable for us as possible. If you knew somebody who would be shipped off to the worst Saudi prison for 20 years, if you knew if you knew about that prison and they didn't, wouldn't you want to make their minimal time before the prison the best you could? Wouldn't compassion take over? Even in your own theology, the God allows us this time to do with as we wish. So what is wrong with you? It's an excellent point. Yeah, why do they why do they try to make it so difficult for people who don't believe exactly as they do? Yeah, I mean if Why wouldn't they spend their time making our life before hell, as nice as yeah, possible. Yeah, if they really believe that's what's waiting. I mean, at, at, doesn't that, that make them really shitty human beings? Well, it makes it them horrible. And, and aside from that, they're not even doing what their God is doing. Their God, their God in their own theology is allowing us this time, and they even aren't. Yeah. That's why I think those of us in weird. the non-category are, me hmm. are truly better human beings. Uh-huh. Because if you truly believe you only have one life to live and one life to enjoy and one time, one chance at it, you're going to try to make the best of it and make everybody else around you try to have a better life, too. If you believe that there's a better place after this life, you really don't give a fuck what happens here. You're just looking forward to the after part. Yeah, that's where I think a lot of Christians don't necessarily even believe the things that they say. You know, they yeah. they they profess a belief in hell and, and in a... You know, they're, they're going to live in eternal bliss in a mansion in heaven forever and ever, but they don't fucking act like it. No. You know, when somebody dies, they they don't celebrate that they're sitting at the right hand of God anymore, you know, or, or, or are now sitting at the right hand of God. They're, they mourn their loss. They're not happy that mm -hmm. they're spending mm -hmm. eternity in bliss yeah. and, and that that has started for this dearly, de dearly departed person. Right. This thing they've spent their entire life working for. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I've I've often thought about what I'd like to have happen to me after I die, which is I want a party. Okay. I want people to have a big fucking party. 
Me too. I want people to drink. I want people to party when you die. I want... Thank you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. I will probably outlive you since... <laughs> since you're all not younger? A- yes. And in better shape? <laughs> Maybe. And... <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I mean, and I'm, I'm including myself in that. Definitely. Look at this fat fucking turd sitting over here. <laughs> but no, I was like, I, I wanted everybody to have like a rock concert in the desert and uh, throw my body on a giant fucking fire. Why would we do that? Yeah. Just. I don't want to throw your body on. I'll have a big party. I don't want to throw your body on. Well, a fire. it'll be up there, like like the old like Viking funeral pyres and stuff. The giant fucking stacks of everything, and just the bodies on top, and just light that thing ablaze. Yeah, uh, we'll have to get a permit Can we, for that. Yeah, no, there, I looked. There I actually, would be licensing restrictions. I actually looked it up. There's yeah. only one place legally allowed to do it, and that's in Colorado. Mm. Oh, really? It's allowed to have an open funeral pyre for a funeral. Hmm. Oh, that's kind of cool. I looked it up. Can, like, we, can, we, like, can we not have you like sitting on top for everybody to watch as yeah. the thing burns? Well, it'd be like, pretty, can we well, bury you somewhere within see, the wood See, that's the scary pile? thing. I yeah. wanted it to be like way up, so it'd be like a good 20-foot-high pile of fucking wood. I'm talking a giant fucking bonfire. That doesn't sound very good for the environment, Mr. Duffy. I'm dead, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we aren't, and we get to decide. <laughs> hey, it's less than a forest fire, but the one in Colorado... It's literally like eye level. I'm like, dude, that would be creepy. Because yeah. it was like, yeah. uh, they showed thing. videos of the thing. It's like up on a hill. The only place allowed to do it. It was like Darth Vader's funeral pyre. Almost. It was a little like concrete box that they load wood in. And it's like, I'm like, dude, you're sitting like three feet off the ground. They just light the inner side on fire. I'm like, so you watch the body crackle like, and pop. Drop, pop and, and like, yeah. whatever he's wrapped in is going to burn off first. And then you're going to have a, I'm like, that. It would be a little creepier. I'm like, at least if you have a, a lot of wood. That's not a good look for you, Mr. No. Duffy. Yeah. But if you have a lot of wood, hopefully all the wood burning would mask the smell of the body burning. Because mm. that's not a good smell. you got to be upwind. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a smell that leaves your nose. <laughs> no. I have a story for you guys later if we get around to okay. it. Okay. Okay. Speaking of smells that don't leave your nose, oh. it's really... Maybe I won't talk about it. Did the puppy fart on your face? Oh, it was so much worse. (laughs) So, so much worse. A GI bleed? Worse. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have a few quick quotes before another thought. Okay. Um, These are from various sources. I'm not even sure where all of them are from. Uh, Some of them might even be mine. I don't don't remember. Uh, You're not a source. What? You're not a source. Oh, okay. Uh, per, yeah. <laughs> pers- personal experience multiplied ad infinitum is still not data. Yes. True. Uh, God has given us free will so we can elect Republicans to take it away. Ooh. <laughs> uh, this one's from Tom on cognitive dissonance. I liked it very much. Religion seeks to put a period at the end of every question. Ah, that is really good. I know. That's a that's a Jack Handy deep thought. Yeah, that's a good one. Better than Jack Handy even. Yeah. Because um, Jack Handy was usually kind of ended violently or really twisted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really good. Um, everyone's probably heard this from Aaron Raw. If you can't show it, you don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Sound, good... That's. It seems a little Ken Hamish. Were you there? Um, I think he's, I, yeah, I guess I took it as if, like, if you can't demonstrate... Or it can't be demonstrated. If it can't be demonstrated, then you can't then you, say that you know it. Then you it. believe right. it. You yeah. don't know it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a quick way of saying that. Yeah. Um, apologetics is the art of spinning evil things into misunderstood good. It's good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Gen peoples, we don't choose our beliefs. We're either convinced or we're not. 
I like that one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a fun thing you can do. Um, when people say Stalin was an atheist, just say, yeah, and Ted Bundy was a Mormon Republican and watch oh. how the no true Scotsman <laughs> is okay for them to use. That reminds me, the the troll who has been making comments on our page basically said the same thing. Like, uh-huh. yeah, tell that to Stalin and Mao, I think, are the two people he oh, mentioned. Yeah. Because I, I, I posted a link about bombing or whatever. And yeah, uh, here's a thought. Conservatives are losing their minds about the possibility that multiple genders could occupy a room containing a toilet at the same time. <gasps> but they have no problem sending their 13-year-old daughter to see a 47-year-old male gynecologist. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, I, I had an argument with some a guy at work. Not really an argument. We had a discussion yeah. about the uh, uh, transgender people and using the bathroom that they wish to use. Uh-huh. And I'm like... Here's a picture of a transgender ma- uh, female that looks a lot like a male. Now, if your so daughter... Tra- so a trans male. A trans male. Yeah. But born female, so you are requesting that this person use the female bathroom. Now, if your daughter were in the bathroom and you saw this guy walking in there, how would you feel about that? You'd flip the fuck out. Yeah. Mm. But that's what you requested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're so concerned about I don't I don't understand that why I don't understand why there why there has traditionally been separate bathrooms for men and women anyway like when I go to the bathroom I ain't I'm there to go to the fucking bathroom yeah. I'm not there for any other right, reason exactly. than to go to the fucking bathroom that's because I've got to pee or I've got to go poop that's mm-hmm. what I, I think I told someone else the other day I'm like the only reason why I'll go into a female bathroom. Because the male bathroom's full and I gotta fucking go. I'm not a Republican legislator from Idaho tapping my foot in the stall yes. next to me looking for romance. I'm there to, I'm I don't there know to if do you my call business. that romance. <laughs> He's kind of looking to do his business. Yeah, uh, Just the other kind of business. True. true. The wanky kind of business. <laughs> yeah. The winky business. Uh, if homosexuality is an illness, as they like to say, then why aren't theists and Republicans fighting to strip the rights of cancer patients? After all, God has a hand in all things. They probably got sick for sinning in some way. They're just not living right. But even if that, even if they were doing that, what I mean, what gives them the right to go around teaching lessons to other adults? That reminds me of that shit that Damf said to another coworker the one right. day. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been what spurred my thought on that. When, when he, when he, you know, my one coworker was talking about his son who has uh, Crohn's disease, and Damf piped in with, "Well, you know." If he went to church more often and was paying his tithing, that might not be an issue. Right. Yeah. Right. I tried Fuck to use the uh, yeah. try to think of a way to use the cancer thing with an ab- abortion argument. Oh yeah. Like saying, "Hey, let it be. You know, don't abort it. Don't abort it." Like, okay, well, don't abort that mass of cancer cells in your body oh, yeah, either. Yeah. It has a right. You to need live to view too. it as a blessing. It came from God. Yes. Yeah. Right. You got to let those cancer cells live. Don't try to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's life too. <laughs> that is life too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I got a few quotes here from Misquoting Jesus by Bart Ehrman, which everyone probably knows at this point that the Bible is not credible. But these 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 are ones I pulled that really were kind of like, oh, that fucks shit all up. Um, He says, we don't have any original manuscripts for the New Testament. All we have are mistake written copies. If there's one little insignificant mistake anywhere in the Bible, there could be others as well. Even one destroys the idea of inerrancy and maybe mistakes apply to more important biblical issues. Saying the originals are inspired is meaningless, since we don't have any. Most are copies made centuries later that differ so much we don't even know how many there are. There are more differences than words in the New Testament, 
we have no idea if the words we have are what the originals ever said. In the best conditions of the ancient world, classical Athens, Rome, literacy rates were 10 to 15% at the highest. Everywhere else in the world were almost certainly lower, and the Bible was not transcribed by anything like professional scribes until the 4th century CE, at the earliest. What were they copying from? 200 plus years of nearly illiterate scribes before them? We don't know. That's good. Yeah, that's just like, what are you guys doing spending your life on this thing? This book is... A total waste of time. Total waste of time. And money. Because you don't know that anything in it is true. Yeah, you can't be sure of any of it. Yeah. Um, Which is why I I found it odd. The guy that was recently arrested for the whole pay-to-pray website. (laughs) Which, in my mind, I'm like... Was he arrested? Oh, yeah. He was arrested. And I think he's being charged with it, and he's being told to pay all the money back. And it's like, well, what's wrong? Why can't he do it? But a church can. Uh, Hmm. Why why do you have to pay a required tithing to be an upstanding member of a church? That's basically pay to pray. Yeah, I think there were some other business practice issues going on with this one, though. Well, he didn't have any... affiliation to a religious organization he was just like if they're gonna fucking pay it i'll fucking take it oh i see yeah that that post that i mentioned earlier that our troll has commented on came to us from dave morris oh yeah oh our limey friend uh-huh and w- it one was, of them we, yes. have, we have more now <laughs> yes yes we do uh but this is a you know dave dave said that he found this on the black atheists page and that it hits the nail on the head and it comes from facebook god and it just says, Dear Atheists, thank you for not blowing up, for not blowing people up over made up nonsense. Keep up the good work. God. <laughs> and yeah, our, exactly. our troll comments, tell that to Kim and Stalin. Uh, they were, they were dictators. Yes. And they were atheists. Well, true. Well, but they didn't do I don't it know because th- they were atheists. I mean, I don't know which Kim he's talking about. I'm yeah. guessing he means well, Kim Jong. If you say that, I, He's not an atheist. He's a god. Right. Yeah, he well to them. To his to his to the people followers, of North Korea, he, he is, is a, a god. god. Yeah. So that one's arguable, but even then it wasn't that their atheism led them to do these no. things. Mm-hmm. They did these things for other reasons and just happened to be an atheist. Mm-hmm. They right. didn't do they didn't bomb and kill other people in the name of atheism. Now, right. I would I would Say that these people, a lot of them, yes, they're atheists in the sense that they don't believe in a god, but did they view themselves as godlike? Well, the Kim Jong Un and ill, De- yeah. definitely. But yeah, like people sure. like Stalin, never poops, or or Hitler. Had I mean, fif- was it fifteen holes in one out of eighteen? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he also said his team uh, for the Olympics took every single gold medal. Yes, every year, and they landed the first man on the sun. That was fake. <laughs> Sadly, that one was. I wish that was true because yeah, yeah. it would have been funny. But that was that was a fake article. I just, I, I'm really digging the troll. It's like you're so naive and like it's almost adorable. But on some mm. things, he's really nice to us. Yeah, it's weird. I can't, I can't figure I this guy know. out. I don't know if he's. I really just can't figure but it out. I think I, he's just so incredibly ignorant and misinformed about things. I actually do believe, though, if people like Stalin. Like Hitler, like all these great, big, huge, horrible dictators, if they believe great, they are. big, horrible, horrible dictators. <laughs> huge dictators. I have all the best words. <laughs> uh, if, if they believe they're godlike. He was making Russia great again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I have three more thoughts. Do you want to do Louis first, or do you want me to do I these? want to hear all your thoughts. Oh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> Record them when you sleep. Creepy. <laughs> uh, dear theists, I know you get angry with atheists for dismissing the things you've used to define who you are, but I want to know why exactly. Is God a man, a beast, or mixed? Is there one or many? Is it physical, spiritual, or something else? Is it love, the wind, the earth, or a burning in your bosom? Is music, poetry, or art your higher power? Is it omnipotent, all-powerful within the laws of logic, or just more powerful than humans? Is it ever-loving and patient, or vengeful and genocidal? Is it male or female? What's its race? Are its books perfect, kinda correct, or altogether unimportant? So you can't even agree on the most basic qualities surrounding the most important thing to all humans for all eternity. Who do you think you are for getting angry with us for not understanding or not believing in something you can't even define? Here, here. That was fucking awesome. Thanks, man. I love that one. We need to. I. I will you? I'm gonna keep. Don't throw these papers away. I'm not. I'm, I won't. <laughs> I. I will post these out on our page. Okay. And then we need to have you record it in a very monotone voice. We'll put some music behind it and show some clouds floating around and the text of it. <laughs> It'll be fucking awesome. Yeah. No one's ever done anything Ryan's like pictured that. Pictured this shit in his brainiac thing oh, already. Man. Well, it's just ripping off Jack Handy. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. That was really good. Thanks, man. Uh, the Lord helps those who help themselves. Setting aside that this is not actually in the Bible, even though they say it is, think about what that really means. If you do the work, the work will get done. If you don't, it won't. How profound. Ooh, so deep. Yeah. And what is the Lord actually doing here? Getting credit for the work of humans, as usual, and that demonstrates his love somehow? Wonderful. Yeah. You've thought deeply about these things. <laughs> Yeah, particularly. <laughs> All right, last one. No, not the last one. The last one. Do theists reject any of the following? Unicorns, leprechauns, ghosts, Bigfoot, Nessie, crystal healing, magic trolls, hobbits, vampires, or elves? If so, on what basis do they discount any of these? I think we should all condemn them for their extreme lack of faith. After all, America <laughs> is an Elvian nation. Mm. All the founding fathers were Elvians. <laughs> Our president should be someone who puts the who puts Elf first and America second. We shouldn't care what their other policies are as long as they spend every morning on their knees for Elf. The Constitution itself is based on ancient Elf writings, so clearly non-Elvians don't belong in this country. If you don't obey all the rules, you'll go straight to Elf. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm going to vote for the guy that's finally going to get rid of all the trolls underneath the bridges. <laughs> them fuckers have been asking for way too much money to cross those fuckers, and their oh, riddles man. are getting hard. What is your name? Annoying. <laughs> what is your quest? <laughs> what is the average airspeed of an unladen swallow? <laughs> what, 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 they're like, African or European? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take another quick break because I need one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Don't you sometimes feel... Uh, sad about breaking all these myths apart. <laughs> no, no, because I, I, I think it's uh, some myths are, are, are deserve to be broken apart out of respect for the human intellect. That um, no, when you're writhing on the ground and froth is coming out of your mouth, you're having an epileptic seizure. You have not been invaded by the devil. We got this one figured out. Okay. Welcome back to the Godless Revolution. All bladders empty. Yay! <laughs> I feel better. Mm -hmm. I drank a lot of water earlier. I've been a little dehydrated. It's good to stay hydrated. 
What were we going to do next? Oh, we had that very final news articles. The very final news articles? Yeah. So we have... Sounds like an old Greek philosopher. It is. Articles. <laughs> articles. He, uh, he was the first person to make newspapers national. <laughs> so I have kind of a disgusting story. Do you guys want to hear the disgusting story about the puppy? I got a new puppy for, yeah. for everybody listening out there. We got a new puppy. He's fucking adorable. He is. Mm. I'm going to take him home with me one of these Oh, nights. my God. He's so fucking cute. I just want to squish him into a tiny little fucking ball and put him in my pocket and carry him around everywhere. You might have to squish him. Oh, God. He's he's just the cutest goddamn thing. Uh, it's a Boston Terrier who, when we got him, was not quite 11 weeks old and is now 12 weeks old. I think he'll be 13 weeks old yeah. on Monday. And... And he's still in that uncoordinated phase, which is still oh, funny. Yeah. He like, he does this pouncing thing and bounces everywhere. He's just, he's just the cutest goddamn dog. And he's super cuddly. Uh, I posted some pictures and a video out to my Facebook timeline of him. He's just, oh my God, he's adorable. Named him Chaplin because he's got this little, this little dark mark under his nose, little Chaplin mustache. And when we were trying to decide on names, uh, Tracy had asked me what name I thought would fit him. And he had this little mustache. And I said, well, the only thing that comes to mind is Adolf or Hitler <laughs> because he's got this tiny little mustache. And I said, but I don't think either of those names are appropriate. Could have called him A.H. And Could've so we're Michael Jordan. We're kicking around different, <laughs> different names and everything and took him into the vet for his first visit as soon as we adopted him. And, uh, the, you know, the vet checked him out, said everything's good. He's in good health. And Boston Terriers typically don't have any kind of, uh, genetic problems. Like, you know, boxers have cancer mm -hmm. and, you know, different dogs have hip dysplasia yeah, and all that kind labs. of stuff. Yeah. With, and, and with Boston Terriers, you really don't get any of that. And they're not, they're not big dogs. They're, they're on the smaller side, which is nice because we have a smaller yard now. Uh, I previously had a boxer who, I loved Luke was just the greatest dog ever. Um, and you know, I had to put him down in October or September and that was really, really hard. Uh, he was 13 years old and had been my bestest furry buddy forever and ever. Um, and I didn't think that I would be ready for a dog for quite a while. And for one reason or another, I got looking at puppies online and Tracy's like, Oh, do you think you might be ready? And I'm like, Oh, maybe. So, it just so happened that somebody had ran an ad on KSL here locally. Uh, the the breeder lives in Scottsdale, Arizona, but was traveling up to Utah for the weekend because they breed rabbits as a profession. They and so they were traveling up here for some rabbit show, Which and they were going to be judging thing. different types of rabbits and everything. And you know, put an ad on KSL here in Utah because they would be in mm -hmm. town and thought that they'd see if anybody here locally would want them. And it just seemed. To be a very serendipitous thing. So after much, after many texts back and forth and trying to communicate with this person to, to get the dog. And so it finally worked out. Anyway, get the dog. And initially we took him to the vet. Everything checked out and we hadn't really decided on a name and we're standing there waiting to pay to leave. And the vet tech was like, Oh, you should name him Dobby because his ears are the little floppy things like the house elf in Harry Potter. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, that's that's a great name. You know, he's he does have the little floppy ears and he's very cute and Dobby's cute and that, that seems to fit. 
But he never really took to the name. He didn't answer to it very well. And the vet said, well, you know, his ears might not always be floppy. (laughs) Boston Terriers typically have their ears stick straight up, and that's something that just kind of happens as they mature. And so then we were like, oh, well, yeah, then that, that may not work out. Well, Tracy's daughter, Danica, works at uh, Dogtown. It's a doggy boarding place here in Utah where they do doggy daycare and boarding. And so she absolutely loves her job. Her boyfriend works there also, and he trains dogs there. And they came over that night, and, uh, you know, Danica came into the kitchen, and she said, oh, well, Trevor has all of these great names that had just, you know, kind of popped into his head as he's as he's coming in the door and look at the dog. And, you know, she rattled off a few different ones, and then she said, Chaplin, because he's got the little Charlie yeah. Chaplin mustache. And I was like, oh, yes, perfect. That's great. Uh-huh. Because then we it's can call him Hitler. Chaplin or Chappie for short, and it's a lot better than Adolf yeah. or Hitler. <laughs> and it fits, and he ans- he actually responds to it. You know, you call him Chaplin or Chappie, and he turns and looks, and so it worked out pretty well. So we decided to name him Chappie, or Chaplin, and we call him Chappie for short. And he's fucking adorable, but we had an issue with him on Sunday. <laughs> and it's like... One of the most disgusting things I've ever had to go through with a dog. It was nightmarish. As I'm laughing. (laughs) This poor, unfortunate, tiny little animal took a poop in the house. And then for whatever reason, I'm guessing in an effort to hide his mistake, (laughs) decided to eat it. (laughs) And this was unknown to me at the time. You know, I... Tracy and I both work from home. This was a Sunday, so we weren't working, but, you know, we're we're always in the house. And uh, Tracy was up in the bedroom. She came down. She came down from the bedroom, and Chappie had been kind of wandering around in the living room, and she came down, and she says, oh, my God, did he shit in the house somewhere? Because it fucking stinks. And so we go on an investigative dog poop hunt. <laughs> Around just the like, living room and the like dining Easter. area. I mean, you guys, you guys are familiar with how the yeah. house is laid out, right? So we're looking all through the living room and the dining area and the kitchen and trying to find the mystery poop. And she's like, well, maybe he just farted because there's no poop to be found. You know, it was a ghost poop. And, and I'm like, no, it's definitely shit. Like, that's not just a <laughs> fart. That smells like he shit somewhere. We're just not seeing it. Like, so then I start looking on the fireplace. Like on the marble, oh, yeah. <laughs> looking like, did he climb up somewhere? Did he climb up on the couch and shit on the couch, and we're just not seeing it somehow? Did he? Did he go down the stairs and you know poop under the under the stair landing mm-hmm. down here that we just haven't gone down there and looked? Like it's got to be hiding somewhere, right? There's, it's obviously a shit. It's not just a fart. The mystery of the hidden poo. And we still never found anything. And I was like, that just had to like after it was probably a good twenty minutes of searching for this poop that we didn't find it anywhere. And we decided, okay, well, it must have just been a really, really nasty puppy fart. You know, something that will probably only happen a few different times. Like how much, how much gas can that dog have in? Yeah. Well, and Boston's, Boston's like boxers are, and, and bulldogs, any of the brachiocephalic dogs are known for farting because their, their noses are so short that they end up, inhaling a bunch of air as they're eating and so it gives them a lot of gas so i just thought okay well it must have just been a really fucking like the nastiest dog fart i've ever smelled in my entire life because it smelled like a literal shit was Hmm. sitting right there so we move on with our day 
and he goes outside and I think I was watching, you know, on the Sundays, I watched my news programs. Yep. <laughs> so I went down and watched the news program, came back upstairs, got some coffee, uh, went to pick him up. Uh, we had put him outside. So I, you know, I set my coffee downstairs, go up into the bedroom because he was out on the, out on the patio here over the, over the studio. Go out and retrieve the dog and I'm, you know, picking him up and I'm bouncing him around. Oh, little chappy, you're so fucking cute. Oh, we're going to go watch some Fox News now. This is going to be great. We're going to cuddle on the couch. And I'm kind of bouncing him and I'm kind of bouncing him in my arm and I hear and then and I'm hit. I'm, I'm in my pajamas, right? So I've, I've got my t-shirt on and my pajama pants and my beard is all unkempt because I forgot to braid it the night before. Oh. And so it's just kind of all over the place. And so I hear this like wet gurgling sound and then I'm hit with this hot, wet <laughs> nastiness. Like, and I'm holding him right, right up by my face. So it's like all over the side of my face in my beard, all over my shirt, all over him. And I'm like, oh my god, he threw up. And then it hits me. He ate the shit that was in the house and has just vomited, vomited the shit that he ate in the house all over me. And uh, I started damn. freaking out. That's, that's when you jump in the shower without changing your I clothes. Like, oh, I started freaking out. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. What the fuck? Jesus fucking Christ. And I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm turning back and forth, you know, left and right, looking around, like, what the fuck do I do with this dog? I've got shit vomit all over me. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, That's when you give Tracy a hug. So, so I'm just like, I'm making a bunch of noise and, you know, I'm doing it kind of, uh, subconsciously to alert her to what mm -hmm. is going on so that she'll come out of her, out of her office in the basement and investigate and offer some assistance. And I decide, okay, I'm covered in shit vomit. I'm going to just open the door out of our bedroom and put him back out on the patio. And I'm going to go fucking wash this shit off of me. Yeah. So I open the door, put him outside, close the door, go running downstairs. And I'm standing in the laundry room, just fucking stripping all of my, <laughs> stripping all of my clothes off the whole time going, Hurr. Oh. <laughs> dry heaving because it smelled so fucking nasty. I mean, yeah. like, like puppy shit is generally the most smelly thing that you would ever discover just on your own in the animal kingdom. Right. <laughs> but puppy shit mixed with what? the vomit smell. Oh, it's been stewing. Oh my God. It had been stewing for like an hour at this point because he had, he had shit. He had ate it. I watched the news program, went to get coffee. He's outside playing. Then I bounce him around, stirring it all up yep. and he vomits on me. <laughs> so I'm in the laundry room stripping off my clothing and she comes walking and she's like, what's going on? What's, what's happened? I'm like, he vomited all over me and I think he ate the shit in the house because it's shit vomit. He shit vomited all over me. And I'm like, it's in my fucking beard. It's on my clothes. I can't fucking. <laughs> so I strip basically naked in the, in the laundry room. And I'm like, I'm getting the fucking shower. I can't fucking, I don't, what do you want me to do with it? And I'm like holding out my shit vomit shirt to her. Like, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. Just it off. drop it on the floor. I'll figure it out later. So I drop it on the floor. I go running upstairs into our bedroom and then into the bathroom. And, you know, I hop in the shower and I'm like, oh my God, I can't fucking, it's, it's just like, I, it was like a scene from Macbeth. Like I couldn't get the blood <laughs> off my hands, right? I just, there was no amount of soap or shampoo that would get this fucking smell off of me. And 
it had it had like stained my nostrils. You ever have so, a smell do that where it's just so fucking bad or so strong that you can't get it out of your nose? Yeah. So I'm in the shower, hot as fuck, like uh, the hottest shower I could take with as much soap and shampoo as I could possibly use on on one human body. And I get out of the shower and then we still have to deal with the puppy. The puppy who's still covered mm. in shit vomit. So I get out of the shower, a towel off, I put on fresh pajamas, go and retrieve the puppy, and decide that he's small enough I can bathe him in the big kitchen sink there, yeah. right? So she gets him all bathed while I'm in the shower, and I get out, and she hands him to me in a towel, and she's like, he's nice and fresh and clean, and blah, 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 and he fucking vomits again. <laughs> Serious? <laughs> I was like, God damn it. So he puked all over the towel. And then at this point, we're like, okay, he's obviously been made ill from eating this shit. So we need to make sure that we get it all out of him. Okay, how do you make a dog vomit? The way you make a dog vomit is you feed them hydrogen peroxide. It's not poisonous. It won't kill them. But you you get them to swallow hydrogen peroxide and it foams up in their stomach so they have to vomit. Like Epicac. Yeah. So... We go into the kitchen, we get the bottle of fucking hydrogen peroxide and a little fucking uh, injector thing, the... the little dropper? Yeah, a little dropper mm. kind of thing the with Syringe the plunger. Syringe, thank you. And travel up to the bedroom or the bathroom, the, the main bathroom upstairs, fling open the shower curtain, put him in the tub, and he hates the tub. He hates baths. Oh. So put him in the tub and give him a syringe full, it's like... How five milliliters of, you know, it's a little puppy syringe. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. five milliliters of hydrogen peroxide. Get that in him. And then I sit there and wait. And the whole time he's trying to climb out of the tub and he's still fucking, you know, he's, he's covered in vomit again and I'm clean and I don't want to get it all over me. And I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I didn't get much sleep the night before. So I'm like, no, stay in the tub, stay in the tub. You're fucking gross. I love you. You're adorable, but you're so fucking gross. <laughs> and nothing happens. Like, 10, 15 minutes go by. I'm just guarding him in the tub. I'd rinsed him off. And at this, you know, at this point he's getting cold because there's not, I'm not running the water constantly. He's getting cold because I'd rinsed him off. And I said, okay, well, nothing's happening. Tracy comes in. I'm like, he's not puking up anymore. She's like, well, he should at least be puking up what you put in him. Yeah. You know, so we obviously didn't give him enough. So give him more hydrogen peroxide. So I give him some more hydrogen peroxide. Sits in the tub for about another five minutes. And then he starts puking his guts out. Just, oh, and it was so fucking gross. <laughs> I mean, just because then it's the foamy. Now it's foamy. Yeah. Now it's foamy it's shit aerated. from it into the tub. And I'm trying to rinse it off and rinse him off and keep him from walking in it in the tub and trying to keep him from crawling out of the tub. And I'm on my knees on the side of the tub, an old fat guy with bad knees on my knees next to the tub. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is fucking awful. After a half hour, I go and get a chair out of my office and... Sitting in the bathroom next to the bathtub with a soaking wet puppy who's shivering, covered in shit vomit, and rinsing him off periodically while he's vomiting. We figure after half an hour, he's done. So I give him a bath, get the shampoo out, you know, the doggy shampoo, give him a, a, a nice little bath, towel him all off. He's he's obviously very tired and upset. Yeah. Worst day of his entire life, right? He's 12 weeks old. This is the worst day of his life. And I'm tired and upset and frustrated and Tracy's trying to be very calm <laughs> and very, very supportive. And I'm like, I just can't fucking do it. I can't, I, I, for one, I can't handle any kind of vomit. Like vomit, like, 
vomit to me is really, really bad. Like if I, if I hear somebody vomiting, I could vomit myself. If I smell it, it's almost guaranteed. Mm. So the, this whole thing, like the vomit itself is bad enough. And then you mix in shit with it. And I'm like, I can't, I, I'm out. I can't <laughs> fucking do it. Yeah. So we figure he's done. She towels him off. I'm clean. He's clean. He's in a towel. I'm still a little worried that he's going to vomit some more. So I figure, okay, well, I'll put him in his, in his crate. You know, we got him mm-hmm. a little crate to put in our room with his bed and a heater and everything. So I put him in the crate. I close the door. And almost immediately, almost immediately, he vomits all over his bed. I'm like, God damn it. Now I got to wash him again. Got to wash his bed. Got to clean out the crate. <laughs> so I pull him uh. all out of there, put him in the, t- it was just, it was an all day fucking thing. All day ordeal, like yeah. from like one thirty until almost six o'clock. We had a board meeting scheduled for atheists of yeah. Utah, and i i had to I had to push it back. We were supposed to meet at five, I believe, initially, and I had to call contact everybody and say, "Hey, we need to push this back by an hour because we're dealing with some puppy issues." And it was just it was fucking awful. So yeah, another round of vomiting, another bath. Cleaning out his crate, Tracy sitting in there with him while he vomited some more again. And yeah, he, and then she's got, she, he was so exhausted and tired and miserable from all of this. She has pictures of him wet, shivering in the bathtub, falling asleep because he's just, he's done. <laughs> so yeah, poor Amen. fucking guy. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping that he, has learned a valuable lesson. I, for one, have learned a valuable lesson in that he is not ever out of my sight whenever he's in the house. <laughs> not just to make sure he doesn't destroy anything, but to make sure that he doesn't, he doesn't poop and then eat it. Mm-hmm. If he poops outside, he's fine. He doesn't. He doesn't give a, no desire. He doesn't care about it. But if he poops in the house, it's like he, it's like he th- he knows he's done something wrong and tries to hide it by eating it. Yeah, and I'm like yeah. that's it was it was it was the grossest thing I've yeah. had to go through with a dog. Oh, man. It was terrible. And this is coming from a guy who once gave his boxer, like, I don't know, how a, a large slab of fat off of a roast that I had cooked and woke up the next morning to the boxer having a panic shit all oh, yeah. around the house. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> like, I've... oh, my God, it's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. As he's running around the house yeah. pooping. Yeah. I've woken up to that <laughs> where all the walls, like, literally walking around the house like, how did this happen? It looks There's like there was a murder on every where, wall. It looks like there was a murder where someone was filled with shit. <laughs> yeah. And it's everywhere. Yeah. So it's like a shit balloon got released and yeah. sprayed every single wall and yeah. corner and carpet in the fucking house. Fucking terrible. But uh, so that was my nightmare story with the adorable little puppy. So the moral of the story is there's no God. <laughs> or if there is he's really into shit vomit he's fucking eating. bad guy all right speaking of shit vomit we have louis gomert and i believe this will close out the show this yeah. evening uh this is a longer clip from louis gomert and i'd like to dedicate this to our good friend forrest shaw who's been on the show with us you may have you may remember him from such previous episodes as episode number something something Mm-hmm. Where we talked about things and Forrest was, kept going war, war, war. <laughs> I think it was one of the debates, yeah, it was, wasn't it? it? Was one of the debates when I couldn't make it. Yes, yeah, it was the GOP debate. Yeah, uh, and Louis Gohmert is, I believe, Forrest Shaw's favorite Republican politician because he's just so fucking dumb. 
He is so dumb. Louis Gomert, not Forbes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this comes to us from Raw Story, and the title of this is Watch Louis Gomert Bizarrely Oppose Bill for Women Scientists. MLK wouldn't, quote, leave little boys in the ditch. And we get this lovely bit of, it's right about eight minutes long, of Louis Gomert telling us exactly why this new legislation is such a horrible idea. I first want to answer a couple of questions that people have had. It's only about, eight minutes because uh, he talks so slow. A couple of votes <laughs> yeah. that uh, yeah. and he reads my friend so Justin slow. Amash and Thomas Massey and I had. Uh, one was on H.R. 4742, um, and it is it's described to authorize the National Science Foundation to support entrepreneurial programs for women. And, uh, you know, since my wife and I have been blessed with three beautiful daughters inside and out, all three of them absolutely brilliant. Has he been inside his daughters? I don't know. I, that's just it's a, it's a scary all three of them. I don't want I don't I I really don't even want to think about that. Brilliant. Um these type of things are important to me. But I note that um it says studies have shown that technology and commercialization ventures are successful when women are in top management positions. That's and what really it also him. puts into yeah, law he's terrified that, of that. the requirement that um, under the Science and Engineering Equal Opportunities Act, it's required that that uh, the National Science Foundation encourage its entrepreneurial programs to recruit and support women to extend their focus beyond the laboratory and oh. into the commercial world. Can't yeah, imagine how now, terrible that would be. It just the seems nightmare. like. I and I, I know He's these also are very incredibly well intended, yeah, both 4742, wonderful people put them <laughs> forward. I, I understand that. But just from my experience and from common sense, I hear as I get all over East Texas. There's no common sense in East Texas no, and no. certainly no common sense that Louis Gomert would be responsive to. No. Maybe more common sense in West Texas. Have uh, you been there? Uh, no, but I hear there's a Mexican girl out there. Oh, that's that's where our like fire academy's at. It's there's nothing there. In the West Texas town of El Paso. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I might have discovered our closing song. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um it just seems like Washington is always a step behind, or in the old saying, a day late and a dollar short. Uh, now we're 19 trillion short, but we want to. What the fuck was that? That was just like a little, a little jab. Louis just traveling down the path and yeah. took a step off the, off the side for a second. Take time from our 19 trillion dollar in debt to demand that the National Science Foundation discriminate based on gender. That's no. not uh, what's happening. That's not what's going on. Again, again, common sense would tell you that an erosion of privilege is not the same thing as discrimination. There may be some young boy needs encouragement from a tough family situation, but this program is designed to discriminate against that no, young... It's not. No, it's not. It's not designed to discriminate against boys at all. It's designed to encourage young women, as it says. Uh, Poverty-stricken boy, and um, to encourage the girl. Forget the boy, encourage the girl. 
And it just seems that if we're ever going to get to the dream of Martin Luther King Jr. What? That he spoke, you know, just down. If you're going to say dream, you got to invoke Martin Luther King. He spoke just down. Down that, the mall. By that big thing down here in Washington, <laughs> D.C. water. And since, since uh, when are conservatives fans of Martin Luther King? Since when they can invoke his name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, since, since it becomes politically expedient for them, politically advantageous. Mm-hmm. I know what expedient means. <laughs> you want people to be judged by the content. I was talking to Nolan. And not oh, by the means, color of their skin. It means better car insurance. <laughs> and I know after uh, race has, has been an issue that needed attention, then gender appropriately got attention. Because not the really. whole thing, the whole Constitution of the United States, when it's properly read verbatim, that sounds like an LDS argument. It does. He 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 has the tone of that right now. The Bible as properly he, translated. He, uh-huh. It means men, women, you know, race, creed, color, national origin, gender. Those things are not not fucking mentioned in the, in the Constitution. Constitution. Those are mentioned in the Civil Rights Act. You stupid fuck. Yep. And he's a politician. The the Constitution mentions men only specifically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. God damn it. Not supposed to matter. And it just seems like when we come in and we say, <laughs> well, it's important that for a while we discriminate. Important. We end up getting yep. behind. And then probably 25 years from now, boys are going to have fallen behind uh, in numbers, and we're going to need to come in and say, you know, actually, when we pass that bill, uh, forcing encouragement of girls and not encouraging little boys, um, we were getting behind the eight ball. We didn't see that we were going to be leaving little boys in the ditch. And this guy, we're he's just, got a thing with little boys. We're leaving little boys in the ditch. Man, he, he he's he's so black and white in his thinking. It's 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 juvenile. Well, and he clicks his tongue so much. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah. The- yeah. It, it, it's That's it's Texas. important for his mouth to stay wet. <laughs> And now we need to start doing programs to encourage little boys. We're always going to be behind until we get around to saying from this house floor, we don't care where you're from. We don't care what your gender is. We don't care what. That's- Unless you want to use a bathroom of your choice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're all about discrimination. You look like you may be as homely as Abraham Lincoln. We don't care. <laughs> As homely as Abraham Lincoln. You may have a hooked nose and a yeah. shaggy beard while wearing a top hat, you tall <laughs> motherfucker. What you look like, we don't care. What your color, your hair, Bullshit. or lack of hair, we don't care. We want you <clears throat> not to have an equal outcome, but to have an equal opportunity. That's and what that's what this bill is driven towards. We don't want you to have an equal outcome? No. He wants to, you, you, we want you to fail. <laughs> but we want you to have the same chance to fail. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then let the best person do the best job and excel. That's what's made free market systems work so well. They don't. Ah. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You stupid shit. Free market works best for the person who has the most money. It's just more buzzwords. He He doesn't even know what he's saying at this point. And I was reminded, so I checked out. 
uh, a no, lady. You were, you were <coughs> handed this story. No a Madame lady. Curie. Marie Curie. He has no idea who she is. Curie. He can't even pronounce her name. No. He doesn't yeah. know who the fuck he's talking about. I was about. reminded, so I checked it out. You were handed this story, you dumb fuck. A staffer handed me a Wikipedia yeah, article. When, yeah. when he asked... Hey, does anyone know a woman who's done something? <laughs> and they and they went all the way back to her. No, no, not just something. In she's science. Gotta, it's got to science something. It's got to be related to the laboratory. <laughs> That's important. The laboratory. Madam Curie. And uh, says um, she was born in Warsaw. Uh, then in the kingdom of Poland, the kingdom, the kingdom of Poland. Yeah, and, and he's just reading. He's just reading directly from something, and, and in front he's of reading terribly point. too. Yeah, and he and he also mentioned as if this is the first time he's ever seen it or heard of it. It is. Yeah, and he said Warsaw. Then in the kingdom of Poland, Warsaw still is the capital of Poland. Yeah, our <laughs> uh, achievements included the, the development of the theory of. Uh, Radioactive, but you don't um, believe in theories. <laughs> Isotopes, <laughs> radioactive. Uh, big word, big word here. Big Isotopies. word. Discovery of two elements, polonium and radium. Under her direction, the world's first studies were conducted into the treatment of neoplasms using radioactive isotopes. She founded the Curie Institutes in Paris and Warsaw. She. Uh, won the Nobel Peace Prize for her work in radiation. And so as I think about... For her work in radiation. Yeah, and and the, <laughs> the funny thing is, he's acting like nobody else has ever heard this before. Like, he's reading it off, and it's like, every, he's thinking, oh, everyone's jaws must just be on the floor right now because this story. So we, we fucking know this, dude. We know this. <laughs> we learn about her in middle school or elementary school, maybe. Even. Yeah, anywhere outside of Texas knows something about her. No telling. It's, it's got to be millions and millions of lives that this brilliant woman, Madame Curie, uh-huh. has saved because of her work. And she died early at 66 because of her work in the laboratory. She had a plastic. The work because of her work in the laboratory. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget what else radioactive isotopes do. They date things. Yeah, right. Her work in the laboratory. <laughs> Anemia, apparently, from her work with radio ass. Radio, radio ass. <laughs> radio. Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> We're coming she... back to you from radio ass. <laughs> she died because of her work in radio ass. <laughs> Dude, she she was she was not married to a Down syndrome black man. <laughs> <laughs> that radio ass. Radio ass. <laughs> Work with radio as- radioactive isotopes. <laughs> oh, active isotopes. Okay. But the lives that woman saved by her work in the laboratory. In the laboratory. Uh, however, if our Bill 4742 had been in law back in Poland or France, as she we would have had more women forward, scientists. Uh, she would have, the Science Foundation there would have been required to tell Madame Curie, you know what, you're pretty good in the laboratory, but under <laughs> this law from the wisdom of Congress, we're supposed to tell you to go into commercial enterprise, no, make a whole bunch no, more it money. Doesn't. We- no. It doesn't require you to tell them to do jack shit. That's not how this works. That's this, not what the fucking bill is supposed to be doing. supposed no. to give them more opportunities to take advantage of. <laughs> do you know... 
one of the reasons why this country is so fucking fucked up is because of the way these dipshit Republicans interpret the laws that are in front of them like this. He has no idea what he's even looking at. No, none, none whatsoever. Because you're better off not being in the laboratory, but to being out in the laboratory. commercial world oh. because you'll be a better business person no. than men. You need to get out there. But I thank God there wasn't a program like this that distracted her. Thank God for this program that didn't distract yeah. Madame Curie. That this brilliant, caring woman basically gave her life to save many, many millions by the phenomenal work she did. That's not why she she didn't give her life for this. It no. wasn't a sacrifice. She didn't know what the fuck no. she was doing. Yeah. She was discovering things. She was doing science, motherfucker. Yeah. She didn't know, oh, I'm going to die from radiation, but I'm going to plunge on through this and discover yeah. different things and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to save people. She didn't fucking know. And not only that, but if if she if she did know that and had the attitude that I'm going to do this and it, her sacrifice would be just as worthless as Jesus's. <laughs> There's no reason to do that, Madam Curie. Step back from the radio. Get away from those In the radio ass. But according to the bill that we passed today, um, we're t requiring the Science Foundation to encourage. Encourage, yes. Oh, not no. force. No, not the dreaded word encourage programs to recruit support women to extend their focus beyond the laboratory yeah. and into the commercial world yeah thank god that's not what madame curie did well she did go into the commercial world what do you think she did think she just sat in a laboratory all day going like hey i found something i'm not going to show the world this yeah the, the, i'm sure i'm sure that the purpose of this bill is because they've noticed that there's a very heavy imbalance of CEOs and, and so forth in the business world, like 90-some percent men. And this is to encourage women equal, to say, hey, guess what? Equalizing if those If you numbers. would like yeah. to be a scientist, you can too. Yeah, you right. don't have to wait for a man to show you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Louis Gomert. Yeah, he's such a dumbass. But at least he's Fuck so that dumb that we can just kind of laugh at how dumb he is. I just usually. don't know where they're thinking. It's like he's like, I got to think of a good way to get this bill thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to talk about this Madame Curie's museum. Yeah. I mean, his biases are almost obvious. He doesn't want women in charge of men. And that's a problem. And uh, you could you could see there was just a, gl a glimpse of it at the end there where he's like, and they're saying that. You know, women out in the should be in the corporate world where they'll be do better than the man. He basically like, that is not in there. That's your brain doing. He basically that. did the science world's equivalent of you need to stay in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like we need to let leave them in the labs and not encourage them to go. <laughs> I out think there. you mean the laboratories. The laboratories. Yeah, that's important. The laboratory. <laughs> and don't go pursue anything beyond that. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for us this evening. That's it for our jackassery. Thank you both for joining me tonight. I came more for, for to, to play with the dog, tonight. but yeah. he's really <laughs> goddamn cute. I'm gonna go cuddle with him when you guys leave. Oh, ha ha! Okay. Well, at least he didn't shit vomit on me. Mm -hmm. This is true. Mm -hmm. And he he has spent two nights in the bed with us. Uh, I think the second night he was here. We let him sleep in the bed with us. And then last night, because he just, 
Was, he 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 didn't get enough exercise during the day. He didn't pass out in his kennel and was just like chewing on the chewing yeah. on the bars. And then he was chewing on the plastic lining underneath and whining. So we pulled him into bed, and then he was just fucking adorable because he wanted to cuddle up, like snuggle up right next to you. Like <laughs> Tracy took a couple pictures of him, like putting his face right next to hers, cuddling up. And hmm. during the middle of the night, whenever I rolled over, you know, he had to climb right up and like he was trying to nest in my beard <laughs> and then he'd put his face you know right in the crook of my neck and i kind of pushed him away a little bit and rolled over and then he went and bothered her and then i rolled onto my back and put my arm above the covers and he had to like get crawl in up right into the yeah. crook of my neck or right into the crook <laughs> yeah. of my arm and sleep there he's just he's very cuddly and fucking adorable and i hope he never eats his shit in the house and vomits <laughs> on me again because i don't know if i'll be able to handle it yeah. <laughs> uh. but that was my week or my sunday anyway and it's gotten better since then yeah yeah well thanks everybody for listening uh as always and once again you can find us on facebook.com slash godless revolution Mm-hmm. You can send us an email at godlessrevolution mm-hmm. at gmail.com. You can Twitter our twatter at TGR Podcast. Call or text us at 33081Rebel. That's 3308173235. You can also find us on Stitcher iTunes and just about anywhere else where podcasts live and are aggregated by whatever app you are currently using. Please be sure to rate us through your apps and tell your friends about the show. It helps us gain exposure and also helps others find the show more easily. Until next week, have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Be a revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. I was, Start I'm, something. Well, I need to find like an inspiring, catchy tagline mm-hmm. we can use. I don't know. Sign off, yeah. Don't be a catchphrase. Dude. Sign off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll chat with you next week, everybody. Laters. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso, I fell in love with a Mexican girl. Nighttime would find me in Rose's Cantina, music would play and Ferdinand would whirl. Blacker than night were the eyes of Ferdinand, wicked and evil while casting a spell. My love was deep for this Mexican maiden I was in love but in vain I could tell One night a wild young cowboy came in Wild as the West Texas wind Dashing and daring a drink he was sharing With wicked Felina, the girl that I love So in anger I challenged his right for the love of this maiden Down put his hand for the gun that he wore My challenge was answered in less than a heartbeat The handsome young stranger lay dead on the floor Out through the back door of roses I ran Out where the horses were tied Like it could run up on its back and away I did ride Just as fast as I could from the west Texas town of El Paso Out to the badlands of New Mexico
in El Paso, my life would be worthless. Everything's gone in life, nothing is left. It's been so long since I've seen the young maiden. My love is stronger than my fear of death. I saddle up and away I did go, riding alone in the dark. Maybe tomorrow a bullet may find me. Tonight nothing's worse than this pain in my heart. And at last, here I am on the hill overlooking El Paso. I can see Rosa's cantina below. My love is strong and it pushes me onward. Down off the hill to Felina I go. Off to my right I see five mounted cowboys. Off to my left right a dozen or more. Shouting and shooting, I can't let them catch me. I have to make it to Rose's back door. Something is dreadfully wrong, for I feel a deep burning pain in my side. Though I am trying to stay in the saddle, I'm getting weary, unable to ride. But my love for Felina is strong And I rise where I've fallen Though I am weary, I can't stop to rest I see the white puff of smoke from the rifle I feel the bullet go deep in my chest From out of nowhere, Felina has found me Kissing my cheek as she kneels by my side Cradled by two loving arms that I'll die for One little kiss and Felina 